stiff arms of crap have great coach Patrick right there. Fighting through contact, fighting through offensive line, beating the double team, multiple moves stacked into one. Just a play of pure domination. This is actual film, this is actual football talk. It's a football show, it's about football, not storylines. And you are listening to another edition of TOJ Film Room, <clears throat> the 49th edition coming up really quickly on 50 uh, episodes of this show. We just started about a year ago. Uh, I think I think it was about a year ago now. Uh, so I appreciate everybody for, for joining in and you know the uh, growth we've had. But let me get to the housekeeping before I get to the episode. Uh, Joe RB31 on Twitter. Yeah, as usual, the handle did not change. Uh, just put up Robbie Anderson about a couple days ago, and I'm about to finish putting up uh, Leonard Williams um, right now. And then I just had a vote, and Jonathan Harrison, the Jets, you know, presumed starting center. Um, you know, unless the Jets do make a move for a starting center, which I don't, I don't see uh, between now and the season starting. So he'll be up in a couple of days, or I'll start putting him up in a couple of days. He's a little bit shorter, uh, where he's only like 24 plays or 22 plays. I have some other reviews that are pretty short with like. Uh, Guys like Marcus May, who didn't really play a lot this season, or Tremaine Johnson. Um, some of the guys in the secondary are a little bit shorter. Um, we did get one five-star rating review from uh, NY, NYY uh, underscore NYJ and uh, must watch, listen for Jets. I guess it says Jets fans. goes on to say uh, the breakdowns are a must for anyone who actually wants to cut through all media BS and actually learn more about not just the Jets but the game and football, football in general. Uh, the recaps during the season with Marcus Coleman are awesome, but the offseason prospect breakdowns and individual reviews are outstanding as well. If you're a Jets fan or simply just a fan of X's and O's, do yourself a favor and subscribe to the podcast and YouTube channel and follow Joe on Twitter. I appreciate that a lot. Like I said, the reviews um, push us through, you know, towards the top of the Jets-related uh, podcast and things like that, and we get more searchability, and then we get more views, and it helps us out. Um, obviously, we don't. You know, I love doing a podcast, but if we're getting three views a show as compared to thousands, it makes the show a little bit easier to do. Um, but so I thank you for that review. If you could leave more, like I said, it's TOJ Space Film Space Room on iTunes, the YouTube channel, Seven Turn on the Jets. You can, you can even just type in Joe Blue, it would probably, probably come up. Um, so find us there, obviously. Um, if you're not watching the YouTube, you can just listen. We appreciate you and, you know, vice versa. I always, I'm always going to recommend watching the YouTube series to uh, see what I'm talking about. Also, have a Patreon. Um, I have a link for it below, uh, below the uh, the show description. I also have it on my Twitter, so people know what Patreon is. If you could uh, hit that up, that's great. If not, it is what it is. Um, but today we are going to be getting into. Um, I want to do Brian Poole and Ty Montgomery. Uh, there is about two months left, or a little bit less than two months left, before we start getting into preseason and breaking down preseason film. So, with the guys who are anywhere shorter than like forty plays, I'm gonna start packing guys together um, and doing shows on two guys at, at, at once. And I'll put timestamps on this show. Okay. You know, at first it's pool and Mon Montgomery starts at this time. If you want to skip over the last 20 pool plays, cause you think you get, you have enough information about him. You want to go to Mon Montgomery. Um, so I'm, I'm going to start jamming some, some reviews in here, probably doing, uh, you know, shows closer to every four or five days instead of shows, uh, you know, every other week or eight days, whatever it may be. Um, but after this show, we are going to do a mailbag show. Like I said, I want to break it up a little bit before just doing strictly film. Um, and I think it's kind of a good time because we've been going through a lot of the, the prospects that are new to the Jets. 
um, in the draft with Quentin Williams and Blake Cashman, et cetera. And then we did the free agents. Um, so now I want to break it up and do a, a mailbag show. So I'll do a mailbag show. You can email me, BlueJoeToj. I'll put out a thing on Twitter, uh, you know, indicating mailbag. Send me questions there, and we'll, uh, we'll answer how many of our questions we get, or how, I'll answer how many of our questions I get. And then after that, right before I go to Ireland, uh, which is like July 13th, I leave, um, I'm going to be doing the Darnold, the Darnold one. So we have Poole and Montgomery today. We have a mailbag coming in a couple of days. And then I'll be doing two individual uh, or two different shows on Donald because I have 150 plays on him, I believe. So I'm probably going to split it up into two longer 75-play review shows. So we're probably going to have two two-hour shows right in a row about Donald if you really want to learn about Donald and what I've, what I've seen and uh, what I watched on film. And uh, obviously check out that show. And then I'll also be on, I think, three other podcasts in the next week. Uh, Play Like a Jet soon, Locked On Dolphins I'm actually doing in a couple of hours and then another Jets podcast, a Jets fans podcast, um, who the, the guy Sharman who, who's on the part or who is a part of that podcast is, uh, actually now running our TOJ film room, uh, Twitter, because I cannot run two Twitters, do all those film reviews and do the show all at the same time. So he is now running that. He's a good dude. So check him out. Uh, you could, you could get, you can click on a uh, TOJ film room, the, the, uh, the Twitter and then his, uh, his link to his Twitter is actually in the um, bio of that. So I'm going to pause this for a second. I'm going to pull up some film that to get into. All right, we're first going to go over a list of the strengths and weaknesses. Um, I have the strengths and weaknesses listed for Poole and Montgomery. When I start getting into guys like uh, Donald and Adams, all this stuff, I don't have them just because it just, it takes a lot of time to, uh, write these down and double check them and all this different stuff or all these different things. Um, so, and like I said, you know, if I do something like strengths, weaknesses, then I'm gonna have less time to do other film reviews. Somebody messaged me the other day. I'm not gonna say who it is. Um, but they were asking, okay, well, can you highlight each, you know, highlight the player, like get an arrow and point to to them or circle them, uh, before each one of the reps, so you could see exactly who it is. I tried to describe it. Um, on Twitter who exactly I'm talking about and again if you want me to do that it's going to give me less time to break down other guys so you either want circles around guys or do you want more Jets prospects that you can watch so um, but going into Brian Poole's strengths and weaknesses like I said before getting into his film uh, strengths hard hitter strong contest uh, contest catches well plays ball well uh, good blitzer doesn't look back to quarterback when, when beat uh, quick to react in, in run game, willing to stick his head into traffic, good feel for tops of, to, tops of routes when in man, solid change of direction for size. Second phase of man coverage, he always keeps his hands on if able. Leg strength, drives through tackles, time, uh, time snap well, route anticipation, knows when to squeeze wide receivers or play through them, not many wasted step at top of routes, plays through hands, solid acceleration, reaction time, accurate hands, power to get, Power to hold up versus wide receiver lean in their stems, which I'll show. Uh, takes good angles, attacks blockers, or can slip them. Weaknesses, uh, height, arm length, top end speed. Get, gets caught staring uh, at quarterback in zone. Will get sucked up out of zones on play action. Doesn't fight to stay square at line and press. Looks high and press. Hands, body not ready enough before or during reps. Comes in tackles uncontrolled at times, tighter than typical slot cornerbacks, inconsistent awareness in zone, shoots two hands at improper times, which locks out your hips, opens angles off too early, footwork and press shuffles when he should weave, which I believe I'll show, um, need to get hands on and press more, 
leans into shooting hands. So looking at the first play, just give me two seconds here. I pull it up. Share. Oh, hold on a second. Pull the play up first. <clears throat> and the first play I remember is just it's nothing. It's nothing out of this world. Um, it was actually just a play of him kind of just showing his willingness to stay his head in the run game. So pull that up right now. He's right here. He's always going to be in the slot. I'll always circle him. I'll always point out where he is. You'll, you'll get the gist of, of where he, where he is. But um, this is a play. I just opened the review with um, just showing how willing he is to, you know, stick his head into traffic. He's pretty quick to react in the run game. You'd see here, as soon as the running back has the ball um, in his chest, he's, he's already breaking inside. Um, and he's very, very aware of that run game. And I think with, with the run game, he's a relatively smart player where he can recognize run, he recognizes formations. And this is one of those plays, he's, like I said, he's willing to, to duck his head you know, in there um, in the run game. So, All right, next play. It's a um, – I believe this is a TE stunt. Um, by the by the Falcons. Yeah, you're gonna see one thing. He he's definitely um, and I see why people are gonna say he's similar to Buster Screen. They are very very good blitzers. They're both pretty good tacklers for the most part, and both aggressive guys. Uh, Screen was a little bit more, or he's a lot a bit more athletic than a guy like Pool, where Pool is a lot stronger and a lot bigger um, in terms of just like girth than a guy like Buster Screen. And you're going to see I'm, – I'm sure you're going to see him plenty of times off the edge uh, this year for the Jets blitzing. They have a lot of good blitzers and, and good tacklers in the secondary. Uh, Tremaine Johnson's a good tackler. Um, Poole is a good, great blitzer. And uh, you can use guys like Perry Nickerson off the, off the edge, who is, uh, you know, obviously he's a slot guy as well. He's pretty fast. Jamal Adams is a really good blitzer. So they have, they have good tacklers and blitzers in the secondary, which is a positive. It's not it, – you know, that's not the first thing you're looking for in a cornerback, but – it does offer Greg Williams a lot of versatility in, in a scheme that's already versatile. So there's there's many, many guys that he can set from many, many different places. So it's going to be interesting to see. And you can see how well he he, he times his snap right here. Um, Pools, he, he's obviously showing man coverage on number 14. Uh, you would like to think that Foles would see him, you know, staring really hard inside. Uh, maybe he disguised it well where he, he started staring inside, you know, after Foles looked at him. But uh, Foles obviously didn't know this was coming. They they run a TE stunt um, off of the edge right here, which pulls in these three blockers. So you have three blockers versus two guys. You have Poole coming off the edge on block because of that TE stunt. And the, and, and Sproul's trying to jump inside to pick up the, the looper right here, even though 79 does. Uh, Poole is free off the edge, and he, he gets a sack on, on Foles. And like I said, you're going to see this, um, I, I believe, a lot. Um, and, you know, with the Jets, now he's not going to get 10 sacks or anything like that. But, you know, thinking Poole could have three to five sacks, I think is a, a reasonable expectation for um, this upcoming year because I, I do believe he will be sent um, a decent amount. So next play, this is some of the, I said, bad awareness where the Falcons rush five, their front five. They run cover three behind it right here. And even though it's, you know, you could see these two linebackers really are these actually this – D, DB and the linebacker uh, are really far upfield, but you have the three zones, one, two, three. You're supposed to have a curl to flat, a hook to seam, curl to flat, hook to seam. And you can see Poole right here. He's, he's right here. So you're when you're in a slot like this in a cover three, you're going to drop underneath of this deep, uh, deep one-third uh, corner. And 
because he gets he gets caught staring to the backfield right here at this at this at, you know the the play or the play action fake. He never he he doesn't get into the into the flat right here. So he needs to play past the run um, and at least have awareness of the number two right here. You you have to read that number two. If, you know if if the number obviously the number one cuts you know is is running vertical. So that's that's now the the deep one third corner's responsibility. And the number two is cutting outside. This is a hundred percent on on pull right here. And because he's staring inside, um, he doesn't you know maintain the proper leverage outside that it, that he needs to right here. And it's an easy completion for a first down for Philadelphia and an extra you know four four or five yards because he's his awareness is not good right here. Like I said, the mental lapses in zone coverage are something that were concerning for for me. Um, I don't. He's not a guy who I necessarily want in the middle of the field reading reading plays. Uh, if you're going to play him in in zones, I want it to be like, you know a, a cloud corner and a cover two. Uh, I like to see him more in man. I think he's a guy when you think uh, when you, when you ask him to to think less, that's better for him. I don't I don't want him necessarily in the middle of the field in the hook the seams, um, having to process multiple guys coming in and out of his zones, even though. On the sideline, you have to do that sometimes as well, but it's not as frequently where you have multiple guys running routes along the sideline, um, or at least as frequently as you have guys um, in the middle of the field. There's a lot more concepts over the middle of the field with multiple guys coming in and out of your zones than is on the sideline. So um, you have him right here. Oh, let me see where he is. Yeah, so this is this is him. Um, he's on the number two right here. And like I said, I just it's it's the easy way to label wide receivers. You have one, two, three closest or the farthest from the from the uh from the ball is always going to be number one and you work your way in so you said one two three uh, you have the bot you, you have the y iso the y iso right here with the with the y flex um from earth but we're not concerned with that right now they are playing in man coverage so you have pool um he looks like he might be a little bit narrow at the step but that's the, that is okay and he is he's just playing in you know in uh soft man coverage here i I would like to see him stay a little bit. See this? That little, I don't love the little hop right there. And like I said, I'm going to be uh, I'm very, very picky with corners in their play. Um, so you never, you don't want to ever see your two feet come off the ground like that because right here you, you don't have a point of contact with the ground, so you cannot cut in this in this half a second um, right here. And he angles. You see how he angles off a little bit right here. I would see him. You know, here you can you can plant, get your hands out, or at least shuffle. If you're not going to get your hands on right away, you're going to you're going to soft shoe him. Get a shuffle in. So now, if he was to this this receiver was a stem inside, your hips are you know your foot's over here and your and your hips are in front of him and he, and you could shoot um, from from that point. But when he because he opens his hips a little bit and he shoots, you see how he's that that's that's not balanced right there. So even though he does get his hands on and it, and it looks it actually is a decent rep. Um, obviously a little bit cleaner right there, but he is able to 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 match him right here. And he gets his hands on, and he and he maintain he maintains that contact point, or at least it seems like maybe there, there's a split second of him breaking off that contact point. But right there, you can see this that inside arm, that left hand, get back on the receiver, and then he he breaks with him. And like I said, he's a guy who he's not he's not a, he's a little bit tighter um, than a typical slot corner, but for his size, he actually can cut relatively well. Um, so you see right here, that's that's a that's a that's pretty good coverage right there. He's pretty sticky right there. Um, on that number two wide receiver. So he does offer um, some athleticism for his size. That, that's pretty, you know, intriguing. Let's see another man coverage snap right here. And uh, let's see where he is. He's, I believe he's right. Yeah, he's right here in the slot. Um, yeah, so, so another another 
good one. Um, again, I would like to see him get his hands on. I don't like I don't like this 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 press coverage where you're not getting your hands on. And not I'm not necessarily saying if it jump jams somebody you know somebody where to get your hands on right away. If you're playing soft shoe like he like he is, you know you have to work you have to work at least work to keep your hips square. You see how your ankles off right here. You're, you're opening the gate, and it's a lot easier to, to work through this this body position for for a corner than it i mean for a wide receiver than it would be if you kept your hips square to him you shuffled and now your hips are square while he's right here that's a lot harder to work through um than when you open the gate like this and you're just working against you know the arms with the with the body really not underneath it you could see that the uh the uh receiver chops that outside arm right here you know pool is able to pull it away and he's not he doesn't get off balance from it but then he does get his hands on he keeps his eyes on the um, wide receiver and the wide receiver uses that like that stack bam step or is it let's see if it's more of a rocker hold on I'll call this uh, I'll call it yeah to use it that stack bam step right here a little bit of a hesitation but I'm not going to necessarily call it a rocker because he didn't like fit he didn't you know fake a break one way or the other a uh, stack bam step and he is able to keep like I said keep his hands on uh, keep his eyes on and he breaks right with them. So again, pretty, uh, pretty good coverage rep for him and in, in, in man coverage, like I said, clean up a little bit, but that's pretty good. Um, you know, change of direction ability right there. And, and like I said, the, the fact that he's keeping his hands on and he's not falling for that, that fake uh, step right there, that stack bam step, um, which the, 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 the bam step is just, you're going to look the opposite way that you're cutting and you have that little elbow jam right there. Um, which indicates a cut. Um, that's the best when you're when you're elbow jamming. That's how that's how you're supposed to cut with a, with a tight elbow, and you can see the that's that step um, while you're breaking. But it looks like you're almost breaking outside um, right there. And that's 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 that stack bam step that uh, I reference you know frequently. I'm looking at the next play. All right, few good plays, few bad plays, and it's, that's kind of littered throughout this re review. And I think I've I've thirty eight plays of pool coming right now, and then uh, you know in the second half of the show we're going to be, do thirty four plays of Montgomery. So probably like a two hour ish show. Um, and like I said, I want to get these guys out, you know, so I can finish um, all the reviews, especially in the show uh, with with the guys on Twitter. I have like ten more to do before uh, preseason, or even maybe a little bit during preseason. I'm definitely gonna get those done, but. With the show, I'm gonna have to start stacking two guys into one show for a little bit, um, you know, or the guys I'm I'm able to because it just there's just not enough time. So I probably have like Shell and Harrison together, or I'll have you know Tremaine Johnson and May together, things like that. So, um, slot right here, the bottom slot on the number two, he is in off man. Um, this is actually a pretty. This is a pretty good good rep. I don't love the the off man. I think he's a little bit too. I, I think he's almost in no man's lane right here, where you have where you have like you have the press man, you have soft man, you have the catch man, which is two to four yards off, which I don't think is a, a really. I don't think it's a good way to play defense. And then you have off man, which is uh, you're usually going to be seven to ten yards off. When you're five yards off, I don't I don't love it. Um, just because you don't really give your, yourself enough time to look at the quarterback, even though from the slot it's a little bit harder to um, look at the quarterback and slot receiver. I mean, slot corners you know typically do not. But what I do like here, even though I like to see a little bit more chopping with his with his arms and his arms a little bit more ready, they're a little bit down. That's that is okay um, for at least this rep. He does stay square, which I which I like. He stays square until the receiver breaks. You know, on that he breaks on like an out and up, and. Stay square, stay square, stay square. I like how he's chasing 
you know, his upfield angle. You see how he's not he's not he's not chasing him on a hard angle downhill and trying to cut him off because then he'll be he'll get beat vertically if he's able to slip past him. I like how he he maintains that high angle right here and then is able to get his hand on right here and then you know squeeze him along the sideline right here. You see how he works him outside, um, and he is you know he is playing through him. But you you could play through him especially when you when you have vertical leverage and you're playing through a guy. That's that's okay. Uh, if you're hip to hip or trailing a guy, I don't like playing through him as much. Um, are definitely not, but when you stack them vertically, right, like like this or like he does, um, and squeeze him to the sideline, it's pretty good. So I like that conservative angle right here, and that, and like I said, you know, he's playing six yards off right here. Eh, it's, it's okay, you know. Usually say seven to ten, so he's a little bit tiny, tiny bit too close, but he does stay square. He plays a he plays a pretty good angle right here. So um, good off man rep, and I I think he's better than in in, in a. So there's kind of there's kind of two different like trains of thought with him for me. Um, I think in coverage, I think he's better as a man guy. Uh, when you when you don't ask him to think, I think he's a lot better in coverage. But the issue with him in in man versus zone is when you're when you're playing in man, you're you're taking less uh, or taking more away from his tackling ability. Where obviously if you're playing in zone, you're reading the quarterback more. You you have your hips square to the play um, for the most part. So you're able to react quicker in the run game. So if you're playing a man, you're taking away a little bit of that that ability um, in zone coverage. And right here, I, I started the play late on purpose. This is pool. I'm not going to talk about anything with the play, but the the uh, the other than the quarterback hits the running back on the swing. And this is sometimes where he com- he comes in a little bit too uncontrolled in the tackles. You see, if I play this in full speed, you see how you're going to see how fast he comes up right here. Uh, he does a good job maintaining the outside leverage. Obviously, if you're you know you're you're the outside corner or you're, you're uh, you have outside responsibility because there's more guys working from inside than there ever will be from outside. There's not nobody's gonna run off the sideline unless you're Mike Tomlin and tackle the guy. But um, a little bit too uncontrolled. I'd see him you know break down a little bit more right here, maintain that outside leverage. If you have help from inside, he tackles him. That's great. Um, but he's a little bit too, a little bit too uncontrolled right here into this tackle. Like I said he needs to, he needs to slow down, break down a little bit more right here because you see how he's hoppy right there. You see the hop, hop. That whole three, three, four yards, he's completely out of control. So needs to be a little bit more uh, controlled going in into that tackle for me. Uh, playing the run game where I see right here, he works. He's gonna work hard to contain. I believe this is him right here. I'm circling with my mouse. Um, Yes, you have the you have the you have Ertz right here who who fakes like he's gonna he's gonna like chip that uh that defensive end, but he just he works up the arc on that arc. He's just arc blocking anybody to to uh, basically you know come from the outside. He's he's going to he's going to block. He arc, he tries to arc block uh, pool. Pool does get you know gets extension into him, and he fights through that block. And he also fights through another block right here. Um, and no, he doesn't make the tackle right here, but. This is an important play um, from from Pool to me. Just the fact that he's working through, you know, both a tight end and a receiver who, you know, kind of crack blocks him. But if he wasn't working so hard to to get the or to fight through these blocks, that that this uh, receiver potentially, you know, works upfield and blocks the the uh, you know the second defensive back and it's a touchdown. Or even if he's not able to work up to that defensive back, just because Pool. You know, fighting so hard to to widen and maintain that outside leverage on these on these uh, you know two blockers, it, it runs the the uh, the running back Darren Sproles out of bounds. So I would just like to show that fight that he that he shows right here. Uh, you know, fighting through two blocks as a, as a you know a air quote smaller type guy, even though he's kind of thick. 
um, to, to, you know, in my opinion, he, he prevents that touchdown right there. So um, nice play from pool. Next play is another one against the Eagles and he is going to be right here. Looks. So I, I labeled a cover cover three. So I'd have, I'd have watched the other, the other snap as well. Um, or from the other angle. So this is cover three. Oh, sorry. Okay. Um, so pool at first, he takes his ang- exit angle. He is tighter right here and he needs to get out to the curl to flat. So he's going to take his exit angle into the curl to flat while he's taking that exit angle. He's reading the quarterback. Um, after he reads that, the number one who breaks outside, he doesn't know if he's going to run a, you know, a hitch or an out, then he'd have to match him. But as he's doing that, as he's, as he's working underneath that route, he sees that full starts to load up to throw to, uh, to Ertz right here on that, you know, on just the, he sits underneath. It's probably, he has the option right here to sit. It's, it's just a drag. He's an option to sit. Um, if that's where, you know, the opening is of the defense and you see that pool has some good awareness right here, sees that coming, works up and, uh, forces incompletion right here because of the hit. So he reacts up quick and you could see him, you know, I'm not going to even say purposely punch the ball out right here. Um, but because Ertz, you know, just tries to quickly turn up field, he doesn't really secure that ball as well as he could. And uh, Poole punches it out for the incompletion on second and six or third and six. I believe it, I believe it's uh, it's hard to see on my screen right now, but sec- second and six, third and six. Um, so he forces incompletion. So good play from uh, Poole. Now I'm going to show you again where that aggressive mentality that he has in, in the run game, sometimes it comes back to, to bite him and right here it does and it and it gains it gives the Eagles another 10 plus yards right here as Poole is the you know he's the outermost uh, cornerback right here and you can see as the you know the the Eagles uh run a pitch right here it's like a it's like a it's a to, it's a toss crack and this uh the, the right tackle you know is working outside and instead of maintaining that outside leverage again you may you maintain that outside leverage what is the, the running back is going to have to cut back inside, and there's guys working from inside right here. These two guys are working from inside, but because Poole tries to be aggressive and plant hard, you know, and get over top of that block and dive for the, for the ankles of the, of the wide receiver, um, the wide receiver does end up breaking it, obviously, as you can see, and he gains another 10, 12, 13 yards because of it. So he needs right, – right here, he needs to just maintain that outside leverage instead of trying to hop under the block. But it's give and take because there's, there's, there's going to be a play in a, in a little bit that I'm showing that he actually uh, kind of does a little bit of the same thing. Um, and he makes the, the, the tack on it's uh, McCaffrey, so, which we're getting to the Panthers game right now. Uh, and you can see right here, this is just – again – He's showing man coverage. They are showing man um, right here. You, you, you know, man, 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 man on, on the Panthers wide receivers. I'm not sure if they drop into zone. Let's see, unless anybody else. So they, they drop into a zone coverage and pull again. Good, good snap timing right here. You see he starts to bite up a little bit before he, uh, the, the center snaps the ball, uh, gets the free lane through the, um, it looks like the B gap, unless there's a, unless it's a tight end out there. Yeah, through the through the B gap, as the uh, they run a little you know a little stunt inside, and then you have number ninety eight pulling out the right tackle, um, and Poole is able to wrap up and bring down you know Cam Newton, who's a bigger guy. There's a lot of corners who even on this tackle, if they are uh, you know if they're bigger, they're not going to be able to bring down Cammy by the legs right here. But he is able to wrap him up. You can find it, you can tell I record this before I learn how to pause it and then keep recording because I would have just you know started it right here and paused it. But uh, 
Let's see here. Yeah, good tackle. Good uh, or good, good, you know, actually good sack. Uh, you can see some of the strength, like I said, bringing down Cam Newton right here. And I, I like I said, I'm going to state it again, you know, most, more, uh, more than likely. I see the Jets using pool in this type of way as well. It'd be stupid not to, <clears throat> especially with a guy in Greg Williams who is super, super aggressive with his blitzes and things like that. So this is one of the good tackles. You, you see pool right here. Um, he is in, in the slot, and it looks like they're playing a, a soft they're playing a soft cover three. So this has to be – this is like third down or they're winning late in the game right here, and they're just, they're just trying to be conservative. Um, but again – they hit uh they hit McCaffrey, you know, in the in the flat and the I believe it's the left the left guard right here, um, you know, works up that arc and he's going to you know kick out pool right here. Pool sees the one the 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 offensive line is taking a really flat angle, uh, too flat of an angle, and pool just hops around it and makes the tackle on on McCaffrey. So I'll play it in full speed. You could see. Again, really, really good tackle right here. The, the offensive lineman is not taking a very good angle, and Poole takes advantage of it. Um, now, if McCaffrey was to plant hard, you know, inside and then outside right here, so if he's to plant back outside right here, then maybe he gives up a couple more yards. But like, like I said, it's a give and take. Um, traits that will win you some plays will lose you other plays. So um, it's just kind of learning when to hone that in and when is the most advantageous position. Like right here um, on third and long, you know, maybe you want to be more conservative, but uh, it still is a very good tackle. You, you see that good stop-start quickness. Um, the fact that he won, wrap, he's wrapping up the, the, the thighs. And the good thing about him right here is he doesn't just try to wrap him up and bring to the ground. You see how he wraps him up and he drives him, drives him, drives him, drives him. That's a good tackling form right there. So um, good, good job by Poole. Next play, man, third and six. I believe this is a more of a negative play from, from Poole. Um, he man coverage right here. And the and on the number two in the slot, so yeah, it's too easy. Um, when you're if you, if you are gonna play him with outside leverage and he's the slot receiver, you know typically slots are going to break inside. That's that's typically what slots do, or slot receivers do. You if you're going to play them with outside leverage, like I said, you you want to. Um, play tighter right here, and you don't want to backpedal. So you see how you see how he gets into that. Not even a backpedal; he more creeps backwards. But he's creeping backwards, and he's angling off inside. It's gonna be harder for him to break inside. So because of his leverage and how he plays that that first those first few steps of the receiver, he gives up the inside easy. So any 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 quarterback with good timing, which this is not even good timing, he should have the ball should have been thrown you know here. Um, if he if he really wanted to get the ball on time, so the the delivery is actually late right here, and he still gets beat for the for the easy first down on third and six. So he needs to one. I would like to see him not not creep backwards, play more over top. So I just see him play more over top or inside leverage. It'd be harder for him to beat him outside the of that first down. It's a harder throw for Cam to make. But if you are going to play, you know, outside, play more heads up to outside, not not just straight outside. Don't creep backwards and and watch that slant. Watch that in-breaking route because it's, it's, it's typically going to happen from the slot. Um, so too easy for the for the receiver right there because of bad leverage from from pool. All right, I have a ton of plays versus the Saints. Um, or sorry, well coming up, I guess I have one more play of the Panthers. I thought I was on the Saints game now um, from Pool and Pool. I watched like I think I watched like six of his games. And I watched the play at any game he played like seventy percent of the snaps in. Um, I, I watched that game and 
let's see. So, okay, so he, he's on the number three right here, and he's like the inside slot. And the, you know, are they playing? Hold on, let me see something. Okay, so they're playing. They're playing. They're playing cover two. Cover two man. And uh, the thing I do not like about this rep is again, you see how he, you see how he angle off his hips right here. Pull. Let me, let me pause it so I can just play it very 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 slowly. So he angles off right here. If if this is a good wide receiver, one they're gonna eat up more space. So they're gonna they're gonna eat up more space outside. They're gonna expect that hand from from the inside shooting. You know that that oh shit basically punch. They're gonna chop that down to the inside. So he's lucky he's not playing a good receiver right here because they, they are cutting with a little bit too much room and they don't really – he doesn't really he, – he gets a chop on it, but it, like I said, it's not, it's not too effective because he doesn't really eat up enough space outside. But um, So pull those ankle off right here. You can see he's not on balance. He's reaching. But he is able to get that hand inside um, of the receiver. And then he does – he is able to, to open up inside and, and match him. So – it's good and it's it's bad. It's bad at first, but the recovery is good. He gets his hand he gets his hand inside right here, and then as soon as that arm gets chopped down, he transitions in, into the inside arm, and then plays the uh, the receiver's upfield shoulder, and he stays on him, stays on him, stays on him, stays on him. So good good recovery right here from from Pool. Um, not the best first phase of of the coverage, but like I said, for a guy who is I think he's like two ten, is he two ten two two oh five? I could be completely wrong. Um, and he's like five ten or whatever, whatever it is. And I'm gonna look it up on my phone really, really quickly so I could not get that uh, completely wrong. But I think I'm somewhere in the in the vicinity of of being right with that. Okay, yeah, five ten two eleven. So he's a, he's definitely a thicker type corner. Um, there's corners who are six one who are even two eleven. So he's definitely a thicker guy. And like I say, he's t- he's tighter than a typical slot receiver because he's not he's not two hundred one hundred ninety five hundred ninety pounds. But for five for five ten. 211 his flips his, his flips his hips are actually pretty fluid um you can see that right here where he gets his hips around pretty uh quickly right here so he's definitely an interesting physical not specimen but he definitely some interesting physical traits um you know in in my opinion uh he is right here um on the number two which is ends up being michael thomas who plays you know primarily in the slot for the saints and he's obviously one of the best receivers in the entire nfl and you can see what happens right here is one, he's not getting hands on. Like I said, his, I always see his hands more, more of a ready position. You can see how he hops back right here. See that hop, hop and angle off immediately. If you're going to be in press and he's, he's heads up right now. He's not really outside leverage, not really inside leverage. Stay square right here. If, if, if he's going, if he's going to do this, 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 uh, you know, almost like a foot fire right here and then really straight inside, Stay square, and right here, instead of that hop, you want to see a shuffle inside. So, so lateral shuffle, you know, shuffle these two feet over, punch, and then it makes it. You either bow him really, really far inside, or or you're right on his hip. You know, so uh, I don't, I don't love the hop right here, and no hands on, and just immediate open up. You're in this position. He's gonna win inside every single day because he's faster than you. He's a, he's a good route runner. He knows how to play. He's gonna he's gonna play you vertically and then break. And he, you know, I like that pool. Like I said, when he's beat right here, you're going to see a lot of corners. Um, they're going to look back to the quarterback. Oh, is he throwing the ball? When you look back, you're taking speed. You're taking your, 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 off your top end speed. Even if it's one mile per hour, it, it means um, a lot. And you're also losing you know, the, the, uh, the receiver, um, whether, it be, whether it be changes his ankle you know, more flat or more vertically. 
Um, so I like that he's not looking back at the quarterback, and he and he he tries to play through the hands right here, but he does get beat right here, and he gets beat right here mainly because of this hop. This hop screws him, and the fact he doesn't get his hands on you're just you're not going to win like that a lot in the NFL, um, especially for a guy who is you know like I said his for his size he's a relatively good athlete, but um, his top end speed is nothing uh, it's nothing great. So you're never really going to win like that versus slot receivers. You, you know even a bigger slot receiver like Michael Thomas who is still uh, pretty good um, in terms of his in terms of his speed. So. You have third and four right here from, from pool and he's in man coverage again. And you can see the problem that he is, you know, he's playing five yards off. He is, he ends up heads up leverage, maybe a little bit of inside, but if you're playing third and you have to play the sticks right here, you have to, you have to assume that they're going to be running short concepts, which they do. They, they run, they run two slants. They actually, they run three slants on the, on the, on the side that he is on. And then they run a slant flat. Um, on the other side of the field versus um, what is cover one hole. And because he's playing off and he angles his hips outside, so when you angle your hips outside, it, can he cut inside easily here? There, there's no way. You have, you have to flip your hips, then run. So it's very, very hard for him. So I would see him play the inside harder. Don't backpedal. Um, and because he does both of those things, I think that's – I'm not sure who 19 is. Is that Ted is, – was Ted Ginn still on the Saints last year? Um, I'm not going with every single name of every single team, and especially when it's like lower tier guys. But uh, regardless, because he opens his hips and he's playing off right here, and you can see again, you know, the hop, and he hops because he's in no shit mode because he knows he's cutting inside. He gave him way too much room um, on in man coverage on third and four. Um, obviously, yeah, he he has a good he has good burst right here, and he takes out the legs. But regardless, it doesn't matter. He got the first down right here because he he played uh he played too far off, and like I said, he angled his hips outside. So. I have another coverage of, of bad snap. I, I just had another another bad uh, man coverage snap right here. Yeah, so he doesn't get beat right here. Uh, actually, sorry, he gets beat right here, but he does not. He does not uh, give up the. Um, he does not give up the the, the touchdown because Breeze does not throw it. But he, but you have you have him playing with outside leverage, which is okay. The receiver attacks the short arm. You you if you you know the short arm you, the short arm you attack a, a yard or two outside of the leverage um, and he only, he only attacks a little bit outside, but you see that one hard head fake and stab outside and that gets, that gets pulled to, to open his hips outside. You see he's, he's going ready to, to open his hips right here. And he takes that, those big steps. You don't want big steps. Big steps mean you're not in contact with the ground. You're not in contact with the ground. You cannot flip your hips. You cannot run. You cannot accelerate. So he, he falls. I, I would believe right here that he is looking high. Because he's looking high, that's why he hops. You don't, you cannot look at the eyes. The head, you, there's always head fakes. There's always, there's always eye manipulation. You look at the hips. The hips do not lie. The hips do not show right here that he's cutting outside. Um, it actually shows more that he's cutting inside. And because he looks, because I believe he's looking high, he hops out far outside, gives up the inside, and right here, obviously, you know, he has a, he has a, the the safety over top right here. But if the if Breeze was to pump this and get the safety to react over top. This is open. That's open in the NFL. Um, you can lead him vertically. You can lead him vertically and a little bit inside if, if it's on a rope. So uh, not, not the best man coverage snap from, from Poole. And we're about halfway through. We're, we're halfway through with this play. And this is a play that's a bad, bad halfway play because he, uh, this is one of those plays where he actually, gets, he actually gets spun by Drew Brees right here and lets up a touchdown, which I'm sure he got endless crap for um, in, the, in the meeting rooms. But 
again, why did this happen? Obviously, you know, Poole has his eyes in the backfield. It's a, um, it, it is some type of zone coverage. I cannot see the entire field, so I'm not going to try to guess what zone coverage it is. But you see how high his angle is right here, and he comes in uncontrolled. Now, if Poole was to, was to take a, a uh, angle to the near hip, if he was to take, a, like I said, angle to the near hip, he has a guy outside and over top. He needs a breakdown here, breakdown, breakdown. And Drew Brees is never going to get past this. But because he plays on a, on a hard angle over top and he never breaks down, he's just trying to sprint at Drew Brees to try to get a big hit. You see him right, right here. Tries to, he's trying to you know, lay the wood on him. He gets spun, and Drew Brees gets a, you know, he lets up a touchdown instead of, instead of a, you know, a two-yard scramble um, because he tries to lay a hit. So the angle is way too high. He comes in, you know, he doesn't break down, and he gets spun by a quarterback and looks foolish because of it. So he, you need to learn when to be aggressive. You know, yeah, I'm going to show some hits on, on quarterbacks that are awesome later in the, in the film review, but it's, it's, all about time. it's all about the time and the place you're doing it. Like, you, you can't do that on a goal line. I'm trying to lay a big hit like that and get spun. It's just, it just does not look very good um, from him. So – You have this. You have this snap, which is man. You have man with like a wall. Def- you have a man with like a wall defender on that slot right here. Um, was that Michael Thomas? I don't know if that's Michael Thomas. I can't. I can't tell by the numbers. Um, but he actually ends up being in man on the uh, is eighty is eighty two. I'm not sure if he's a tight end or a thicker wide receiver. Um, but the really the good thing about what he does right here. One, they're they're he hand, they end up playing at different uh, different levels because even actually, it's kind of weird how they play because they end up they actually do end up on the same level. So I actually like to play them a little bit different. You know, either press them or play off. But you don't this this moment right here. If they were if they were to switch, um, again like a double switch, which they do run a switch concept right here. You can see they they switch stems, they switch spots basically from one to two, or from from two to three and three to two. But I do like. One that pool plays the upfield shoulder, so as he breaks inside, again he's not playing on an angle that's too hard downfield, um, because like I said, like I said, then he can break vertically in a quarterback. If you're going to break on that on that on the uh, on the on the wrong shoulder, the quarterback's going to be able to throw it over your shoulder and throw that receiver open. So I like how he plays the upfield shoulder, and then he's not, and then he closes that ground, gets his hand on, and then plays through the ball. You're going to see the different angle right here. Because he actually does play this ball. This is pretty much – this is actually perfect how to play a ball. There's really not a better example um, how he plays this ball in the air. So the fact – I always talk about it. You want that You want that outside arm on the hip because what would happen right here, let's say if this ball is completed um, and that ball is not on the outside – let's say the ball is completed, that hand's on the outside hip, what's going to happen is this hand's going to naturally come down. He's going to wrap him up. It's going to be a tackle. Now, if he was to play this incorrectly, and let's say the ball is completed, so if he was to play that with this outside hand, and you know, let's say the ball is too high or too low, and, and Watson, which is so it's, it is Ben Watson, so it is a tight end. Um, if Watson was to catch this, this hand is playing the ball. Now there's no arm to come through for that tackle. So because he plays through that ball, and the good thing about this too is, as you can see, which I'll, I'll let you like an example if you're looking on video, instead of you don't you don't want to come and swipe down at the ball. You want to play through that ball. And another reason is when you're playing through it, it gives you a better chance because you're putting your hand, you know, your, your hands in that position in front of the ball longer to deflect it. Also, when you're, if you're swiping, it gives your, your, your hand in, uh, is not in front of that spot for uh, longer than if you were to stab through. Also, when you, when you, when you swipe down, I, I'll show examples of it eventually. Or probably, I probably already have. But when you swipe down, 
your hand's going to come down. You're not going to be able to naturally come through and, ta- and get that hand on the, on the tackle uh, or in on the tackle. So when you, when you swipe down, then you're just working with the outside hand with the tackle. If you stab through, you're going to stab through the ball. Like I said, even if the, if the ball wasn't going to be completed, you're going to stab through, and then both your arms are around the, uh, you know, the pass catcher for the tackle. So really good job you know, playing that upfield shoulder. <clears throat> Once he gets that contact, he starts to look through the ball. He plays through the ball with that stab and gets that hand on. That's, that, is, that is perfect. That's not pass interference. That is the best way to possible play a ball. He gets a pass deflection. Uh, really, really good, good ball, uh, ball playing right there, of the, of the ball in the air. So definitely like that. Um, I have another, let's see, good off man. Is he on the top or the bottom? Okay, so again, he's in he's in man coverage right here. He's he, he's against which, what I believe is Adam Humphreys. Um, like I said, gets in, gets into his back pedal, um, and Humphreys is going to run an out and up. And the, again, the good thing that he does right here is he does not play it too aggressively down uh, downhill. He plays them. Sorry for burping on you know a podcast and YouTube, but it come, came out. <laughs> um, so the good thing is, like I said, he, he, he keeps his eyes on the receiver right here, and he's not looking in the backfield. So if he's looking in the backfield right here, he, he, you know, he, he might lose the receiver. If he, if he plays too aggressive in a, of an angle, Humphreys is, is, is faster than Poole. He's going to be able to cut up on the out and up and have vertical leverage. So I like that he's playing the upfield, um, that upfield hip right here and the upfield shoulder. Not too aggressive. It's a little bit aggressive, um, and he almost gets beat right here. But as he cuts up field, he gets his hands on, which is, which is awesome. Um, and then he's, he, you know, he, he matches them. He gets a hand on and he's, he's, he's on them like glue right here. So a uh, really good off, off man rep right here. Uh, you know, fast break, you know, uh, you know, not too conservative of an angle, but not too aggressive of an angle gets his hands on as he breaks upwards. So, um, nice rep right here from, from a pool. I know he gets beat a couple times in this game actually, but, uh, oh, I have big hit right here. This, like I said, I, I wish I on this play, um, you know, was able, and I figured it out because you could record, pause it, and continue the recording. So I just skipped all the crap in the middle of this. But uh, Poole ends up being right outside here. You have Winston who, because of some pressure, uh, scrambles out. And he, and he tries to get an extra yard. And he try, he puts it, He look, listen, he lowers his shoulder versus Poole. And Poole lays in the hell out right here. And, there's a, you know, there's a semi-fight on the sideline guys pushing. But listen, you know what? If you know it's good for you, uh, I know the quarterbacks are projected. Don't lower your shoulder here. Just get the hell out of bounds or, or slide. Because you're trying to pick up that extra angle, you get rocked. And I'm completely fine with that hit. Um, the flag, I believe, is actually eventually picked up. So the flag is not, does not happen right here. Um, at least I believe. If it, even if it did, it's not, it's, I'm not going to blame that on pool. Like I said, if you're going to try to pick up that extra yard, you want to put your shoulder down, and you're preparing for that contact, get, get ready to get rocked. Uh, and that's exactly what happens here. I'll let the, ne- the next 31 seconds play right here because it is a really, really, really nice hit. And that's going to teach Winston about running on the sideline versus the, the Falcons and the pools there again because, uh, like I said, just a dumb decision. You see how he lowers the shoulder, get out of bounds or slide. You know, if you want to play uh, that type of game, then you're, then you're going to get uh, rocked like he does um, right here by, by pool. Um, with, like I said, I'm fine with that hit. It's, uh, you're, he definitely got a little bit shaken up <laughs> after that hit. Uh, at least I would, I would believe so. So I'm cool with that for sure. All right, the next uh, few plays versus the um, Bucks are not. They're not the best um, from Pool, and a, a decent amount of them are actually versus man, man reps versus uh, 
Mike Evans. I remember this video being a little bit choppy. I don't know why this is so choppy um, when I recorded it. I don't know if I had maybe like bad Wi-Fi or what was going on. Maybe, I don't, I don't know. But they see again. So he's in press coverage and there's really no shuffle. And you see how as soon as he, he jabs outside, um, which poor reacts to, but he doesn't work to say he doesn't work to keep his hips square. He, as he jabs outside, he, he's reacting too much to, uh, to this. He's reacting to the, to the head. His eyes are high right here. His, where, where are the hips pointed? They're, they're still inside. He's not that this is a hard position to cut outside for um, Evans. So his, his eyes are definitely high right here. He hops outside angles off immediately. And he, he already lost this rep at, at this point. He already lost it. Um, Cause Evans holds his line right here. Hard break, you know, in uh, outside, and Poole's never able to to really get his hands on right here because he, you know, um, like I said, he he opens up immediately and he's looking high right there. So not a good man rep um, from Poole. Pretty re- re- relatively easy catch for uh, for Evans. So I think this oh, this next play is actually a good play. Um, so this is another cover three rep. Again, he's on his ang- his he, he's on his exit angle to that curl of flat right here, and. As he's as he is in his exit angle, um, he's reading the quarterback. Reads the quarterback. Reads the quarterback. Reads the quarterback. Sees that the quarterback starts to load up and look to um, the Sean Jackson right here on this uh, on the short in, and breaks to, uh, breaks to, you know towards it. Obviously, if there was now if there was maybe a number, uh, you know, if there was three wide receivers maybe to continue in his exit angle um, a little bit farther, but because he knows this is really the only threat in the curl the flat, he breaks forward on this ball. Again, gets a hand on and plays the ball pretty damn well. Gets the pass deflection. So, uh, good rep from Poole. Like I said, the the awareness right there. Um, this has just too. He's just too inconsistent. So I'll show really good reps like that, or a really good one where I'll where I'll match a guy or stay square, get his hands on. But then there are other ones where, um, you know, he doesn't. I'll play that right here. It's an, it's an ex. Actually, it's not in slow motion. So. Like I said, just a good job keeping his eyes in the backfield right here, and, and you know, reading the uh, the the play, reading Winston, and then playing the ball right there. And he gets he gets there at the perfect time. I don't I don't he doesn't get there too early. Maybe it, maybe it, yeah, that's that is that is really really close, but maybe a maybe a fraction of a second too early. But um, he's playing the ball, so that's okay. So good rep right there. Um, this one, I remember – okay, this is against Evans again. Um, he's an off coverage, off man again against uh, against Evans. So this is what I said right here. He, he gets into like almost like a shuffle. So right here what he needs to do is is basically get into a back pedal and work – he needs to he needs to stay over top right here. You see how he's so far outside? This this is this is too much space um, for where, where Evans is nearly on the hash and he is a good yard or two off the hash. So he, he's giving like a yard and a half right here inside. Um, and being able to make that up that yard and a half when he's running full speed and you're in a back pedal, um, is near, it's nearly impossible. There's really no corner who's going to be able to break from this position and play over top of this ball unless you're like an elite type athlete. Um, and he is obviously not. So he needs to, I like to him get a back pedal weave, which is basically just moving, you know, laterally in, in a, in a back pedal as a weave. There's weave drills. You can look them up on YouTube if you want to look up weave drills. So he needs the weave to play over top right here. Now, if he's over top, if he's right here and he breaks inside, okay, now, now, now you play the, the upfield shoulder, you get your hands on, you can play the ball, but because he plays too far outside, angles off his hips, um, it makes it way too e- uh, easy on Evans right there for the, for the easy catch. So he needs to learn uh, 
some different things in, in coverage and hopefully a guy like Denard Wilson can teach him a little bit. But uh, then again, how Claiborne and Tremaine Johnson have been playing recently. I don't know how, how great of a defensive backs coach he is. And this is another rep where, so he's playing in, in that like catch man. This is, this is no man's land to me. I don't care what people think about it. Uh, I, I hate guys who are playing three to four yards off. Um, it gives you, you can't get your hands on, you can't read the quarterback. You're giving him a free release and free releases are terrible. Um, if you're not playing off man coverage. So he gives him the free release. He, he, it looks like he's looking inside again. He's playing with, again with, um, you know, inside leverage and, and he's, he's angling off and because he angles off and instead of keeping his hips square, like I said, if he keeps his hips square, hip square, if you want to play a little bit inside with your hips square, um, that's okay. Or even if you want to angle off a little bit, but you don't want to completely open the gate right here. Look, look what he's playing against. He, he gives him the outside because he gives him the outside so much. Um, you know, he, he gets stemmed inside, he opens up and what happens is he never gets his, he never really gets his hands on and he doesn't really close that ground. Uh, and then you have Humphreys who gives, you know, he, he stabs hard outside and breaks back inside on, um, on like, I don't know how you call it a post. You can call it a, maybe it's a dig that he broke a little bit more vertically because the pool is working underneath whatever uh, the actual route was called. But because he never gets his hands on, because of the first phase of this coverage, uh, he gets the easy break inside. It's, I mean, it's nearly impossible for Poole to play that, uh, you know, after that point. So, next play. Oh, this is another one. It's a big hit on a quarterback. Um, now, there was no flag called here. And so, good job by Smith breaking, you know, three tackles right there to get out. But Smith needs to get out of bounds. <laughs> you have Poole sitting there. If you're watching film, you know he's a big hitter on quarterbacks. And the issue so, – so Smith does step out of bounds right here. But I guess because they're both kind of out of bounds and, they, and he lowers his shoulder to him, I don't know. This is a weird kind of call. Um, but because he's in bounds and he's still lowering his shoulder into him, instead of – so if Smith was just smart – run out of bounds right here. Why, why are you taking extra steps to, to, to lower your shoulder versus him? So he gets absolutely rocked right there by, uh, by pool. Um, they're both kind of out of bounds when the hit happens, but it's kind of a, it's a weird situation where it didn't get called because it was a last second uh, step out by, by Smith because of, as of right here, when he's going to lower his shoulder, his, his foot's in bounds. So at this point it's game on. Um, and he gets absolutely de- demolished by, by pool so i'd like to see that all right 12 more plays on pool and then we're going to get into a review on tom montgomery like i said if you want to break up the sh- obviously i'm not going to tell you to watch the show but uh i need, just need to get this out and i have you know a good two hours today to uh to get it out and um i just can't do the show then wait a week and then do montgomery then wait a week and then do two shows on sam Darnold. i'll never get everything out in time so uh need to be able to uh do this so yeah, pool again right here. He's on the slot, um, which is most likely to take a, take a wide trips formation. Uh, yeah, it looks like it. So, what happens is he, so pool actually does shuffle, but he do, he doesn't work that shuffle more. Like he gets he gets like one shuffling, and then he angles off. So if he was a shuffle and then shuffle and stay over top, punch his hands, then you're then you're on him. But because he shuffles, opens opens you're giving him the inside right here so if he would like i said shuffle and then when he's going to break now you're now you're here and you get your hands on and punch him you disrupt the route but because he opens he doesn't get his hands on doesn't get his hands on quarterback throws a not even a great ball uh pool does 
you know, the good thing about it is he doesn't look back. So I like that he doesn't look back. And I like how he plays through the hands. You see how he plays through the hands. But the, the, uh, the receiver is able to bring the ball in right here. But he does play the ball very, very well, um, you know, from that recovery position. But the first phase is what lost him. So he really does need to work on that first phase um, a decent amount. So this play, I'm just, I, I guess I just, just another sack that he, that he had that season. And he had more sacks than the ones I've shown. But uh, you see some good snap time right here. He has good acceleration, even though he does, he does uh, slip up. But like I said, you'll see this from the, from the Jets um, with him for sure. Um, next play. Hands wish he was tighter. Let's see what this one is. So he's playing. Hmm. Okay, so this is some type of a zone. Um, it looks like it might be cover two, and he's the he's the hook to seam. He's not the curl the flat so that's what it seems like to me and he is um he's just reading the quarterback he dropped back in his zone i look i see him maybe a little bit more awareness of exactly where Larry Fitzgerald is but it's okay but this is an interception on on rosen um and he he sees rosen he sees where he's throwing he sees him load, loading up uh good hands right here it attacks the high point of the ball and nice interception right there from from uh from pool on a on Mr. Rosen. Hopefully we see this a lot more this year um, with him playing Rosen, you know, most likely twice a year, unless Fitzpatrick takes over, which he, he will, because it's the Fitzpatrick cycle. You'll have uh, Rosen get hurt and then Fitzpatrick come in and et cetera. Uh, you know how it always works out. So yeah, that's a, this is an elite type play um, in the run game from him. And I don't, I'm not going to throw an elite type play out there often. This is, this is one of his best plays that he, that he made. Um, in the run game this season so uh, you have the again like another another toss crack right here and pool he, he's working from inside right here he sees he sees that this um, receiver is coming to to block him whether it be a crack or not you see a hand one arm is always longer than two the the, the receiver stays square but he sticks his, his paw right into his chest right here uh, you know, jacks up the the receiver. To be honest, he completely completely throws his leverage off. Um, gets outside of him, which is good. Maintain outside leverage, especially as a corner. You have a bunch of guys working inside. You only have another one guy, maybe maybe two guys outside. But you have all these guys working from inside. So maintain your outside leverage, which I like. He doesn't get cracked right there. Gets the hand in, nice and strong. Jacks him up, and then he's reading the running back. He sees the running back going inside. He reacts a little bit inside. He sees that the, you know, the lineman's obviously coming in full speed. He's not afraid of lineman. I love that. He uses, see how his hand right here hits the outside arm. So he like kind of chops that arm down. He hits that arm away. Tackle. That's, that is, that is nice right here. One with that arm right here, planting, getting underneath the block of the uh, lineman who's a little bit uncontrolled. And then works into the tackle. That's a really, really good play from uh, from Pool um, in the in the run game right here. That, that chop swipe, double swipe, whatever you want to call it, wraps up. Um, and listen, if you can't drive through the tackles, you're off balance like this. Get get around them and spin your body around just like this. You want to, you want to like death roll them, and that's exactly what he does. So, really, really good play from uh, from Pool. Next play meets McCaffrey and Hole. So this is a week uh, 
looks like 16 against the Panthers. And again, he's in the slot right here. He sees the run coming. It looks like a um, looks like a like it's like, it's like a weak inside zone. Cam's not playing. I guess I guess Cam was hurt. Um, and he works obviously this. Uh, the left tackle is just trying to, you know, hold the number 98 to the outside and just open up that, uh, that B gap pool fills that B gap right here. Gets lower. Look how low he gets too. That's, that's, this is, this is good tackling for him again. Um, breaks down in that hole, gets lower than McCaffrey gets around his, th- his thighs, drives him, drives him, drives him. He doesn't, he doesn't stop working right here. So again, he's not afraid to take on linemen. He's not afraid to take on, uh, Running backs, not, not afraid to take on tight ends, fullbacks, whatever it is. He fills that B gap right here um, on what looks like a weak tight zone, you know, I, would, I would say, or belly zone, regardless, whatever it is. He fills the B gap, uh, gets, gets low, drives, good play. Play number 32 of 38. Needs to play past the run. Let's see what this play ends up being. Yeah, again, so we saw this before um, from from Poole. And he's, again, he's in that intermediate zone. Uh, looks like another cover three from the from the Falcons, maybe. It's not a cover six. Yeah, it's a cover three. And because of the play action, again, you see right here, he's supposed to be out here in that, in that curl to flat. Um and if the one, you know, the one is releasing vertically, you're gonna match. You're gonna match the number two if, he, if he's breaking outwards. If the number, if the number two um, releases vertically, you you might want to you might want to match him if the number one is releasing vertically as well. But you know, if the obviously if the two is releasing vertically and the one breaks on the you know on the hitch, there's a bunch of different rules that it really depends on the team. But he needs to be more aware of the number two right here. He he falls way too hard for that play action. Um, the Receiver breaks outwards, and it's an easy catch right here for for a first down. Or, yeah, first down. So, way too distracted by the play action right here. He gets sucked inside because of that play action. You know, if you're a linebacker, you, you play run to pass. Eh. If you're a corner, that's really, really bad. You have to play pass to run. That's your primary responsibility is the, is the passing game. So, um, let's see this next play of pool. Oh, yeah. So he gets burned deep right here. He got he got lucky that the quarterback did not see this or throw this. And again, he's playing with outside leverage, and he and he's just like scooting backwards. He's he's um kind of creeping backwards. At this point, when he's closing this ground, you need to get to a full out backpedal. He's he's way too passive right here. You see that, those little steps right here. You when you're when you're when you're obviously when your momentum is not taking you backwards, it's gonna be harder to transition into a full sprint from that from that position where you're you're working very slowly backwards. So at this point, you know. Obviously, he's standing directly at him, which makes him uncomfortable. The, the, I'm talking about the receiver standing right at uh, Poole. He gives him that hard stab in, uh, outside and then just beats him inside. He never, he never really gets hands-on, and he, he has a really, really passive backpedal right here or uh, kind of like a creep backwards, scoot, uh, scooch backwards. So don't love that. He did get burned right there. Uh, the quarterback did, just did not see him. Let's go to the next one. Stare down, easy interception. Yeah, so it looks like it's going to be another another cover, another cover three, and you have uh, you know Pool who's working to that that uh, that curl the flat, and he sees that the quarterback the, literally the entire time looks to the left, looks to the left, looks to the left, looks to the left, and he's staring down at that receiver. And listen, even though it's not a, a big throw, 
it still is like a 10 yard actually it's like a almost like a 15 yard throw working from opposite hash so it's not a, that that easy of a throw to make and he's staring it down the whole time with pool in that zone coverage reads him jumps the pass easy interception for for pool right there good job reading the quarterback's eyes um from him so play 35 pool reach split good play of ball after yeah this is say he's like struggling for the first the first phase of it and he's in man coverage right here against the number two in that tight trips that like they reduce split uh, trips and Again, he needs to get his hands on right here. He he can't. He one. He's playing high. Do you see? Do you see at the at the at the snap? Look how high he is. There's there's very little knee bend. You want to see? You want to see him more more ready. You know, hands up in a more ready position. Uh, more knee bend, and he gets a shuffle in. But again, he gets no hands on right here, and because of that, he's reaching, reaching. He's not on balance right here. Now, if the receivers is a break right inside right here he's beat but because he works vertically he's, he's able to catch up a little bit more right here and and he plays that near shoulder and he and he you know he does get the pass deflection right here so he has to be careful with this the reason he's playing with that that inside arm which i like to see him wrap up is because he's getting beat so he's just trying to play the ball right here but listen if, if this ball was completed it's most likely going to be a, most likely going to be a touchdown because that safety slipped but um it's because of the first phase of the coverage right here where he doesn't get his hands on and, he, and he's, starting, he's starting to to hop inside that he reaches, he's beat inside right here. There, there's really there's not a good way to recover. Um, like I said, he does recover you know, as best as he possibly can. He doesn't get the pass deflection, but the ball is too far outside. So he plays it well after, but that first, that first, um, that first phase is not very good from him you know, yet again right there. So... Next play, um, he's in man coverage right here versus Evans. And so we see what happens again with that first phase of his press. He's playing – he's already playing hard outside. So you're playing hard outside. You, you, have, you have the you, – you give yourself – you're for yourself the opportunity to, even if they are, you know, stemming you outside right here, you could stay, you know, in this position. Because if he's, if he's stemming outside right here, just 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 – run your feet a little bit foot fire as he co covers that ground you you jam him um but again he's looking high uh, at least i would believe he's looking high opens up his hips outside right here or he doesn't really open up he just angles them off angles up angles off and, and opens up a little bit different uh opens up is basically a, a more dramatic of an angle off so he angles his hips off because he does because he does that he's never uh, able to get hands on he has to open his hips to recover right here in oh shit mode um, the receiver is is Evans breaks inside. Or I believe it's yeah number thirteen. Evans breaks inside, and he has a good two three uh, yards to to uh, you know uh, you know given to him and open for the easy catch right there. So two more plays. Pool reaches but high or strong in route. So he, okay, let's see. this is probably strong in the stem. Yeah, so here again, he's so he's in he's in man coverage right here against uh, Adam Humphreys. He's in that he's in that catch man uh, type coverage. He's three yards off, which I do not like. You can see again, he's playing super. He's almost standing straight up right here, which I do not like. I don't like his arms completely down. He's playing straight up, so he needs to be more ready before the snap right here. Um, I don't love the feet right here. A little bit too big of steps. He does not staying square. Because he hops inside 
Again, he's not on balance. Look, he's not. This isn't. This is not balanced. But he is able to get the hands inside, or he gets the hands on him. He gets both hands on, both hands on, and he and he sticks him right here. So, good second phase, not good first phase from Pool. And the last play from him, and then we'll. I'm gonna pause, and then I'm going to get, pull up some of the uh, the uh, film from Ty Montgomery. Is the next guy I'm doing? Yes, that is right. So. This is a this gonna be a bad play to end the review of pool, but you could see like he's inconsistent. He has some really good plays, uh, a little bit more bad plays, but uh, if he can get coached up, that that's that's fine with me. So again, the slot right here, hands are not necessarily ready, and he splits right here. So he falls for the head fake again. So and he's playing two. Listen, if the receiver is off the line of scrimmage and you're two yards off, I I, I obviously you you can't get much closer to him, but. When the receiver is on the line of scrimmage, get in his freaking face. You know, play two two LOS, which is like you're basically just going to end goal off outside. You're going to play hard outside and let him cut inside because there's a lot more traffic inside. But get your hands on. Get in his face right here. You have he has such an advantage on Humphreys in, in terms of his his physical ability. If he presses him and gets his hands on, Humphreys is not going to be able to do much versus him. So he 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 affords Humphreys the opportunity to to throw these head fakes throw the you know throw this little jab step outside with that with the head fake and because of that pool reaches he's not on balance he's not on balance there's not much strength behind that punch of that right arm um now he does land it because Humphreys is late with his hands but but Humphreys is able to chop it down and um you know then then pool does you know he, he sticks with him even though I like to see him play more the the upfield hip not not the not the underneath hip um, because if, if Winston was, was able to throw this over his head, float over his head, that, you know, that would be um, a bigger reception. But even though, actually Winston is able to, to split this right here, this coverage, and, and fit that in there. That's a ridiculous throw from him. Um, a little bit ballsy, but uh, Poole gets beat right here because of the first phase right here. You know? So, uh, like I said, there's, there's inconsistency with, with Poole. Interesting player. Um, I think he's going to be a similar guy to um, – you know, guy in uh in Buster Screen where he's gonna have games where he's really awesome, makes a big hit, makes a good inter or has a good interception, has a good you know sack or whatever. But then be games where he's gonna frustrate you as well. So he's a little bit too inconsistent. But that's why the Jets got him for a million and a half, two million dollars, whatever it was. So uh, give me a second, and we'll pull up some of Ty Montgomery's film. All right, and getting into the strengths and weaknesses of Ty Montgomery, I think. I'm not even sure what time I started recording. I think I just ran through that Brian Poole film pretty quickly, which I think is a good thing. People don't want to sit down forever listening or watching uh, guys like Brian Poole and Tom Montgomery, but they are going to be, you know, big pieces of our defense and our offense. I'm not – I think Poole's going to play a little bit more snaps than a guy like Montgomery, especially after signing, which I didn't really talk about the GM signings and all that stuff. Uh, play Like a Jet podcast is much better for that stuff, but everybody they're signing from Chad Alexander to Rex Hogan, um, you know, et cetera, all pretty good. They're, they're guys who are highly respected throughout the league and, and, and keep getting promotions and keep switching teams, which is a good sign because they, like I said, they keep getting promoted. They keep getting offered more money because they're doing good. At their, they're, they're doing well at their jobs. Uh, Blah pal, love the resigning. Uh, the guy is going to be what, 29, 30 years old, but look at his, the, the miles on his tires compared to any other 29, 30 year old running back. He does not get a lot of carries. And because of that, I think he still has a 27, 28 year old's legs, you know? So um, I still think he's obviously going to be very good. It's not like he, he tore his ACL or his, uh, you know, freaking Achilles last year. He, he hurt his neck and he's fine. So 
Um, I think he's going to be the number two. I think I think Powell's going to be more of the in-between, the tackles type runner. Montgomery's going to be a guy who can run some routes um, from split out wide. He's going to be used on screens. He's going to be used a little bit more in space, where Powell's going to be more of the second down da- or the, the the second back, where he's actually going to get more carries and things like that. But uh, you know, Poole's probably going to play a good you know seventy percent of the snaps or so, 65, 70, 75. And Montgomery's going to see, you know, probably five to 10 touches depending on the game, the game plan, et cetera. Um, so it's going to be fun to watch. The Jets have definitely have a lot of uh, verse. They have a really good backfield. Let's, let's be honest with Bell Powell, who I think is a decent to solid starter, um, even still now, uh, who he's, he's always run behind bad offensive lines. And a guy like Montgomery, who um, was, was the Packers top back, you know, uh, you know, two years ago and even you know for a decent amount last year so uh his strengths uh fights for extra yards willing to stick head into blocks change of direction skill good route runner versatile return experience strength strong legs consistently breaks arm tackles patient runner um versatility in route running from push buys chops rocker steps etc that uh, which isn't typical of running backs will truck guys balance contact balance Reactionary running back uh, who can make things happen in the open field, enjoys contacts, uh, smart pass blocker. Uh, not the best pass blocker, though, but I don't know if I should have a smart pass blocker in there. It's one of the, the strengths. From, I, from what I remember, the film, I did this film so long ago. Uh, weaknesses, vision, runs high at times, burst out of cuts. I think he can change directions well. I don't think he's, he has the best burst out of the, that change of direction. Uh, late to make cuts, too patient at times, top end speed, awareness, long stride runner at times, slow processor, uh, need to take available yards more often, better technique and pass blocking is needed, too focused on play side reads, inconsistent decision-making, slight injury concerns. I have all uh, as listed strengths and weaknesses for Ty Montgomery. Let me just get this back up, and I'm going to – oh, I screwed this up again. You guys have to give me a second. I got like a million freaking files on my computer, so I'm scrolling down trying to get them, get the uh, plays of Tom Montgomery because, you know, the T is all at the bottom. Uh, out of the backfield right here, you're going to see him run a route. I always I was like – I feel like the first play is always not the biggest play because I always just see him like, oh, okay, yeah, he can run a route. So um, he, just, he just runs an out right here from, from, uh, from the backfield. And it's nothing huge right here. You can see the little bit of a freeze hesitation. And this is on a, this is on a, a safety who – um, isn't man coverage right here? Um, and the little the little hesitation right here. You see the little the little chop like the, the skip. It freezes him for just a quarter of a second. It's nothing huge, but um, he is able to to freeze him right here. And you see like again a, a decent route um from from a running back. That's a pretty solid route. So I like that from Montgomery. Next play, yak. Yeah, this is the thing. I was like I said, I think screens and things like that. He's going to be used a lot because he is really willing to, to break tackles better than I, I thought um, from him. Um, he's, he's a lot more powerful than I thought where, you know, here he's able to break uh, one arm tackle again, lowers his shoulder and he's carrying number 22 uh, for the first down. So he has a, like I said, a power through arm tackles and contact balance that I really did not expect before or previous to watching his film because, you know, you hear, you think running back to, and, you know, I, I watched some plays of him, obviously. I watched some games of him, but I didn't really study him. But before, I was like, okay, you know, re- receiver went to running back. Um, he's going to be more of a soft guy. He's going to be more athletic, and that's why he's going to get his yards. But um, 
he is actually it's, it's actually because of his strength that he does. And the Packers right here, they they run a draw. Um, number sixty nine right here, uh, which I believe is Bakhtiari, gets beat inside um, by Floyd. I believe is number ninety four. You could see that he stays pretty patient right here. He he sees that Floyd is 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 um, you know obviously beats. Bakhtiari. So if he was a cut up right here, if he was a cut up, nothing is developed and he gets tackled. But because he actually stays really, really patient right here, uh, Bakhtiari is able to to recover and just get in front of him. And then you you you're also allowing number seventy three to completely take over that block and sixty five to work to the to the linebacker who who's pressing down on the line of scrimmage. So uh, good job staying really patient right here. He breaks one um one arm tackle right here from number twenty two again. And then he runs upfield and he gets a you know a you know, 30, 40 yard gain, whatever it may be. So pretty solid play by by Montgomery right there. And he doesn't always have the best vision. Um, I think this play is not a great play of vision. Let's see. Yeah, okay. So you have the you have the left guard just working to the second level, and then they're um you have the number 82 right here on this like it's like a wham block and at this point so i was seeing stay more patient i think like i said I, a little bit of long strides right here and he's running a little bit high so now if he was running a little bit more patient here and wasn't taking as long of strides what i would like to see him do is plant hard and cut up here um now would you cut you know on on the inside of 65 or the outside of 65 that would be too to be determined how the block develops, but I would like to see him at this point notice that 96 is it has that 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 uh that inside pillar on 73, and there's really just nothing open. So right here, like I said, I would like to see him plant and cut up field. You know, read the backside, read read that that, that cut went well for the uh, on the wham block. So um, I don't like how he how he breaks outside right here. Like I say, like I said, like I said a little bit more patient. Breakdown, cut upfield. Now, if you cut upfield and he reacts, you know, inside, you cut outside. You, you know, you never know what can happen. But um, I do not like the decision. The decision right here to continue this outside, even though number uh, number ninety six is winning that play side a gap, and he's pushing, you know, the center upfield right here. And yeah, he does break a tackle or two right here at the end. You'd see um, right here the, the power that he has he's able to duck under that block break the tackle from nine, number 96 you know break the tackle from number 91 um and you know takes it takes two more guys to bring him down but still not the uh the cleanest play from him right there all right have more plays coming up versus the bears he's had 34 plays of uh montgomery so we had a decent de decent sample size like i said there's guys like tremaine johnson have like 18 plays herndon and i have 18 plays uh, Marcus May, I'm not sure if I'm just going to delete the review or just not put it up. It's only 12 plays because a lot of times he was just playing deep and not necessarily involved in the play, um, with, whether it be pass breakups or picking up uh, you know, zones well or whatever it may be. He's kind of just not as involved as I thought he would be. Um, even though he didn't only play, what, like six games, eight games, whatever it may be. When you're, when you're deep safety, you're not really involved a, a ton. Um, now, if he's a pick up a post well or you know a, a crease concept or a Mills concept well, or a deep mesh, yeah, I would do it, but there wasn't really a ton of it. So uh, you're going to see that some of the versatility that the, the Jets are going to have right here with, with both, honestly, with all of their running backs. Um, they can all do everything for the most part. You have Powell, who's a jack-of-all-trades, I think. You have Bell, who's obviously the, the uh, 
if not the best running back in the league, the second or third in terms of in terms of just overall and his versatility. You have Montgomery, who was a running back, who was a, was a wide receiver, who could do everything. And you have Lodge McGuire, who, listen, he's not the best uh, pass catcher, but he actually is relatively solid in that area. So they're going to have a lot of flexibility splitting their guys out wide, running uh, routes versus linebackers, safeties, or even just occupying corners. Um, and this route that he runs right here, it's a fade route, and it's, and it's actually versus a, a defensive back. I think it's a corner. And he runs a, a solid fade route right here. That's obviously Rodgers, you know, Rodgers, uh, not obviously, but Rodgers does not hit him right here. But the, the corner is, you know, he's creeping backwards. And Montgomery gives him a little, he gives him like some short strides right here. You see, right, they're not normal sh- uh, strides. And as he gets to the top, he kind of just runs his feet right here. Short strides, stab inside with the head fake. Um, he, cle- he clears the outside arm of the uh, – the outside armor here, you see he wipes the hand away right there. It's very subtle, but he wipes the hand away. He creates separation right there on that fade uh, versus, versus, like I said, a cornerback. So if you can run a fader as a cornerback and get open, what is he going to do versus to linebackers and safeties, you know? Uh, so <clears throat> like that play from, from Montgomery uh, with that fade, he doesn't get hit, but I thought that was an important note showing, again, it's some route running that he does possess. This was a, this was a signing that I was I was excited about and uh, after watching him, I'm I'm pretty excited to watch this backfield. This backfield's interesting now. If Douglas is able to keep this backfield together, and you have Montgomery and Bell and Powell, uh, Powell is on a one-year deal, or even if Powell's gone to McGuire, and then you you beef up the offensive line the next year, you know you get a new, you know let's say you get, you replace the two tackles maybe, and then maybe you get a new center. But I think next year you're you're probably gonna at least be looking at two new starters, whether that be center. I think Osemele stay. Osemele's going to stay. He'll he'll be here for the next you know year or two or three, um, and then pick your spot between the other four guys. Now maybe Harrison proves uh, something, and then it's it's you have Osemele and Harrison, and maybe Winters. Um, in my order of, I think the the most importance to as of right now, obviously some stuff can change um, if Shell uh, cleans up his technique. But I think next year you're looking at Shell and Beecham right now because Beecham you're not going to resign. He's getting a little bit older. Shell is really, really bad. I, I used to think he was a, a little bit below average, or uh, but after watching his film, I think he's pretty awful. He has all the, all the athletic traits and things he needs to actually be a decent tackle, but uh, he just his technique is just so bad. So maybe Paul cleans him up and you don't have to replace him. But as of right now, it's, it's Shell, Beecham, uh, probably Harrison, Winters, and then, and then Osemele. So we'll see what they do, but – uh, coming from the Philadelphia and, and you know the Ravens, all strong offensive lines um, for the most part when Douglas was there, and they they prioritize that. So I think next year you're going into the offseason, you're going to see a big big focus on offensive line, and then uh, most likely you're going to see corner. Uh, I I think I think they might make a trade for corner. I think they're so thin at corner right now. It would be scary if they didn't get another guy, uh, Claiborne. That would make me feel a little bit better, but maybe they trade for a Trey Waynes. Maybe they trade for Darius Slay um, for a couple of reasons. I, I think if Tremaine Johnson can bounce back to somewhat of his form, he's a decent number one or even a below average number one, but still a number one. You have Slay, who's a, who's a top 15 corner. Uh, that's a decent pairing. Uh, and then you could push guys like Roberts to depth. But because you have Roberts as a number two right now, the depth is ridiculously scary, uh, along with the starters. If one of those guys gets injured, you have Derek Jones, Perry Nickerson. You know, I, I'm not sure if Jeremy Clark's still on the team right now. Uh, that's just that's just super scary. Uh, that's that that is. It, it will be. I can I can almost guarantee it will be addressed before the season. If not, 
they are going, uh, they're running a huge risk running in, uh, like I said, not only with Roberts as number two, but with that little of depth, especially we got, you know, Tremaine Johnson was out a couple of games this year. Now, if you have Tremaine Johnson go down, it's you have Roberts and Jones, your starting corners with, uh, no, that is, that is not going to happen. I, I really, I really hope not. But um, I put right here, Montgomery, uh, meh vision. Uh, they run a, It's a, it's it's not it's not necessarily an inside zone because inside zone you'd be you'd be shooting more for the for the 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 hips of the guard right here. Um, the track is going to be wide because of where he's taking the handoff in this in this uh, you know this gun set. Uh, just ten personnel, so you can call it a you can call it almost a belly zone, uh, tight zone right here. And I I don't like the vision right here again from from him. You see how he, he he's running into traffic for the most part, and it's four on four, so you'd hope your guys win, but. Number sixty-five right here is his helmet's not outside of this of this uh, of this uh, defensive lineman. So right here, again, get low. And I'm not telling. I'm not saying if you're watching this, I'm not saying a cut right here. That's not necessarily the right read because you'd hope that he can win outside, and then you have seventy-three blocked a linebacker. Then maybe he can win up upfield. But if you if he was reading if he's reading this guy, he was taking shorter strides and he was more low. At this point, you need to cut back. And when you cut back, you have you have Bakhtiari working to the second level, and guess what? It's you versus one 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 guy. There's no, there's gonna be very very few runs in the NFL um, that you don't have to beat a guy before the line of scrimmage, at the line of scrimmage, or a yard or two beyond the line of, the line of scrimmage to to gain some good yardage. Right here, if he cuts back, it's him versus a defensive end or outside linebacker, and if he breaks this tackle. Uh, if if he gets past the tackle, it could be a potential huge gain right here. So the vision's not good right here. He, he's he's not patient enough. He's taking too long of strides. He's not ready to cut at this point. Cut back. Um, he runs right into the tackle. So did not love that play from uh, from Montgomery. Like I said, between the tackles, I don't love love his game. Uh, there there would be a player too where it's pretty impressive, but it's not consistent enough. Um, right here, I I just, I just labeled it yak. So. He's a check down. He just breaks back to Rodgers. He's nobody to block. So he, he's cutting. He's, you know, like I said, he's, he's just a check down. And he has the contact balance. He has the power. He has the change of direction ability. He has the ability to beat guys in the open field. So you know, he's not the best runner with his vision and stuff like that. But I, I think, like I said, they're going to be using him more in these situations um, on passing downs, on screens. Um, splitting him out wide. I'm see, like I said, I see, I see Powell's guy running between the tackles. I, I'm talking about in terms of backup. Obviously, Bell's going to be in there for 70, 80 percent of the snaps. But uh, he does offer the ability to break tackles. He he really, really has a like I said, one arm tackle, two arm tackles right here. He just runs through guys at times, which is re it was really, really surprising for me to watching his film. So I, I like his contact balance for sure right there. Um, that that Montgomery displayed. I labeled right here late on cutback. Let's see what this is. Like I said, the vision that he has, um, this is going to be uh, out of 12 personnel. And they're just running a – called a mid-zone, outside zone right here. Again, so right here he needs to start – look, you have, you have two guys with outside leverage right here. Your reads now. Now your eyes need to flash inside right here. You have um, the the uh, left guard who he he scooched him. 
Yeah, he, he scooch technique, not number 90 right here. He's covering, he's covering the play side gap. So you know he's number 90 is covered up. You have two guys outside who are not going to really be able to break back inside. Now, you're, now you have to read the number nine, nine, uh, 59 right here. Shorten your strides, get your eyes to the linebacker, and he needs to break down, you know, get lower here. Not here. He, it's, it's a second too late, and because of that, um, he has to break the arm tackle, and, and, he, and he gets tackled. Um, now, if he was to cut here, now maybe there's a bigger play. Um, and even if there's not, it's too late of a cutback. He cuts back way too late right here. So, like I said, it's now, now number 38, who is uh, Amos, I believe. He's working here, and now he can you know, maybe cut uh, multiple different directions if, if you are watching. On, on, I cannot explain this all on the podcast. It's impossible. Uh, he cuts back too late, though, at, at, at the end of the day right there for, for my liking. All right, let's see what this next play is. It said late on cutback top. Okay, this is the next one. I got a lot of plays versus the Bears. I, I think there's some games like when I watch film of a guy and I'm not watching like full seasons of a guy just because I want to get a general feel for them. Or like enough – I have enough film on, on uh, Montgomery to know where he is. I watched some games in 2016, 2017. I'll watch games where he gets a lot of, where he gets a lot of runs. So if he gets a lot of runs, um, regardless if he has low yak or – uh, a good yak. I watch the games. He has a lot of runs. And there's always context to yak. If you're getting a bunch of goal line plays, third and one, you know, second and two, whatever it may be, where you're running the ball in short yard situations. Um, yes, your yak is going to be lower. So I'm not always just going to go by that, but um, so he's right here in the slot uh, versus a defensive back. I think it's number 22 again. He gives him like a little, almost like a little skip right here. Stabs inside. I've seen him cover a little bit more ground right here. If you, you know, as a wider receiver, I've seen him cover a little bit more ground because uh, a, a good corner is going to keep square right here and, and shoot his hand, which he, which he does. But he's, he's leaning a little bit into it. I just, if the corner, if I was a corner's coach, I'd like to see him stay a little bit more on top of the shuffle. Um, but you can see a little bit, like I said, the hesitation to skip. Um, what I like about this route, though, is you see how he's fighting to hold his line right here? So if he was not fighting to hold his line, what was going to happen is he's going to get bowed outside right here, and he's going to be completely going to ruin this route. He's going he's to ruin his route. He's going to ruin the read for Rodgers. He's not where he's supposed to be. So I like how he leans into him, ducks his shoulder. Um, he's fighting to hold that line. And then, it's, and then you're going to see this right here. You're going to see his right arm as the – like I said, as the cornerback is matching him. He's a push-by. That's a push-by technique. So – Push by as you plant, and then he's going to come with that outside arm and chop the arm down. So fights to hold his line. You have a push by right here with a chop, and he's open for that split second right here. Maybe maybe he's not necessarily open. Maybe the corner could play that, but I, like I said, push by with a chop uh, as you break. Pretty pretty nice route right there from from him. Uh, second phase, first phase it could be a little bit better. Uh, next play, leg drive versus the Seahawks on the goal line. He really doesn't have anywhere to go right here. You have uh, another like you have another uh, tight zone inside zone out of this uh, eleven personnel gun set on the goal line, and his reads are pretty much blown up right here. Uh, he can't he can't really cut back at this point. There's three defenders versus two. He's gonna have to play the play side, which he does. Um, he can't cut outside because there's a defender holding the outside well. So Montgomery lowers his shoulder and just he just gonna drive his legs and he and he pushes the pile right here for the uh, for the touchdowns. Like I said. He's a guy who 
it's it's going to be kind of tricky with him because on on goal line situations, short yard situations, is he going to make the right read? I don't know. Does he have the leg drive and the power to fight through some some tackles, uh, arm tackles, or full on tackles? Uh, yes, he does. So I'm 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 really really interested to watch the Jets this season and break down the film for you guys and uh, you know for myself and 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 uh, talk about it because there's so much more to talk about now. Now you have guys like Osemele and and Montgomery instead of guys like Trenton Cannon. You have guys. Like, you know, how is a noon wall going to be used instead of on a billion screens? And Robbie Anderson, is he going to be used like he wasn't later in the season? Is he going to be used on isolation routes? Is he going to be used just to take the top off the defense? You know, the defensive line, Quinn Williams and Leonard Williams, how are they used together? It's, uh, I cannot wait for the season. Uh, it's so it's much more fun watching a Jets team I think I think can actually compete for a playoff spot. Um, I think 10 and 6 is their absolute ceiling. I think like a, like a 6 and 10 is their floor. Um, I bet to make five hundred dollars just win seven or more games. So please let them at least win seven games. I'm hoping for nine and seven, ten and six. That'd be really, really fun. Draft picks, yeah, they're always fun. You know, you know, they're always better when it's lower. I'll break down all the draft guys anyway, who I think the Jets will target. You know, next year I'm not going to be breaking down quarterbacks and defensive linemen. Uh, maybe outside linebackers, corners, offensive linemen. I'll break down heavy, maybe wide receivers. Um. But I want the Jets to do well. I haven't watched the Jets be a good team since 2010. It's been depressing going into every single season knowing that you're not going to compete for the playoffs. You don't have enough on the roster. They have the coaching this year um, and the players to go to the playoffs if everything breaks well. Injuries, you never know. And the offensive line is a huge question mark. And corners, listen, that's, that's why the range is so big. The offensive line is such a big question mark right now. You could go 6-10 and 10 or 10-6. and six. The corners are such a big question right now, which I think is why – um, they'll make a move for a corner, uh, whether that be through free agency or maybe a trade. And Joe Douglas maybe wants to make a trade because he hasn't been able to do much of this roster minus signing like two guys off the waiver wire as corners. Maybe he wants to make a more on a team. Oh, Joe Douglas' first big move is, is trading for Darius Slay, you know. So we'll see what happens. Um, we'll talk about those things if it happens. And obviously if he trades for anybody, any starting center, starting level player, even backup, if he, if he starts a fourth receiver or, you know, a, a corner who might be, a guy who's not going to be cut in a month. If, you know, the two guys he signed, I'm not going to do film reviews on them because there's no games really. But if he trains, for, I, I hope he trades for Darius Slade. If we do a freaking show on Darius Slade, that'd be awesome. But, um, so you have another, you have another inside zone out of a, out of a gun set right here. Um, and so the cut, I put mech cut. I know <clears throat> why I put May cut or mech cut. I would like to see him. One is to be a little bit more. I don't. I don't like how it's so boxy. I don't like how he's so hard outside. And then up, upfield, I, I like to see him um, have a little bit more fluidity and notice his cut here and, and cut a little bit tighter off of number seventy. And then you give yourself a little bit more space um, in terms of the outside defenders reacting. So I think the cut's a little bit late, and it's not the best cut. You can see like he's able to stop quickly. He's not. He doesn't. He doesn't start very quickly. Um, but he breaks one arm tackle. Two arm tackles, you know, th three, four. It takes like five guys to bring him down in this play versus Seahawks. So, um, like I said, this is, it's, it's, he's an interesting player for sure. Next play, number 12 out of 32, 34. So, yeah, like I said, he's more of a, he's, he's not a, he's not a anticip anticipatory runner. He's a more of a reactionary type runner. And right here, you have another, um, you have another like inside zone split. Uh, it's almost actually more of like a wide zone split. His first read is not number ninety six. His first read looks like it's ninety two. So I'm gonna call this a wide zone split actually. And you see him takes a more of aggressive angle upfield, 
as he sees that he, that that number thirty eight is going to get cracked, or the the receiver has absolute leverage, and he's working the thirty eight, he he's going to cut outside. Um, and the reason for this is he believes for himself if if number thirty eight is going to cut outside and take more of a flat angle, he gets cracked. If he's going to shoot down hard, uh, he's going to shoot upfield hard. He's going to be able to bounce it outside, which he which he bounces hard outside. Um, number twenty one doesn't maintain outside leverage. Uh, Mon- Montgomery stiff arms him, gets him away, and he runs for a touchdown. Good play by Montgomery. I like that one. Uh, t- now play 13, uh, presses line of scrimmage, change of direction. Let's see here. I think this is a pretty good play from what I remember, just to, by the set of it. Yeah, it's good. Um, so – You have a you have like a you have a front side um, you have front side pin and pull right here with the uh, with the fullback who looks like he's gonna he's gonna like wham block but I don't know why he would wham block if number sixty five is gonna block away but regardless um, Montgomery doesn't really have a lot of room right here. He sees that Amos has outside leverage. He sees that corner number 22 right there is outside on an island by himself. So he can't really cut outside right here unless he's going to cut outside and put his head down. But he he presses number ninety uh, number number 44, reacts outside. He cuts back outside of that guy. And then number 38 and 22, because he, because he broke down and is working behind the block of the linemen, they react inside and he's able to, uh, to get outside of them. So I'll play it in full speed. It's actually a pretty nice run from – um, Montgomery right here. So, like I said, he knows he doesn't have the outside, presses inside, cuts back outside, uh, alters his angles, and gets the first down right there on a play that, you know, should have been really like a, a, a loss or a very short gain of yards. So, good job by him um, right here uh, making that play. So, he's have some plays I think are going to be a little – I think he's going to be a little inconsistent too, uh, plays where he makes plays like that where it's, where it's you know, looks great. And there's be plays where he doesn't see a cutback or he cuts too too late and he loses yards. So um, here, this is a sixty. You have a sixty-one yard run. I started to play a little bit late, and I it's uh, this looks like a full full pen and pull to me. And you have the number, you have the guard or the uh, center kicking out right there. Full. I have to watch. I have to see this from the other angle too. But it looks like a full pin and pull sweep um, play, and you're gonna see him again. He's nothing outside as of, and this to be hard to like slow this down because it's 47 seconds. So to be very precise with my hand movements, nothing outside really right at this point because 94 has outside leverage, 44 has outside leverage. Presses back inside. Number 94 gets out of the situation right here. He presses back outside, shoots through a tiny little gap right here, breaks an arm tackle from 53. Breaks another arm tackle, breaks another arm tackle, and, he, and he's off to the races. Now, he's not going to finish this because he's not the fastest guy, and he's gassed at this point, most likely. Um, but look how many guys it takes to, to bring him down on this play, and it's it's 48-second long play. I'm just going to play it straight through um, right here where I guess I comment a little bit. But like I said, the, the contact balance, he's a reactionary type guy who's going to make some things happen. I, I, I like him running in the open field. Uh, between the tackles, I'm not a huge fan, but uh, in the open field in this, like in this type of situation where uh, – Obviously, he he has to uh, break a few tackles in the backfield before he gets to the open field. But nice run from him, squirting through tiny holes, spinning off of tackles, breaking multiple arm tackles, outrunning some guys. Like I said he's not uh, Jamal Charles, but uh, 
he runs hard as hell, and he's not just going to go down um, on on first contact. It takes a couple guys to bring him down um, on most or on on more plays than than not. So, good play. Next play against the Bears again. Let's see. Yeah, I have a lot of plays against the Bears. So, change direction, fight, and cut. Let's see. Okay, so they run a trap in the middle right here. You have. Um, Yeah, so the trap. So this is not the. So this is not the trap right here. That's just a down block, and you see a number sixty-five right here. Fakes like he's gonna block the the <clears throat> the four tech, but then he works to the second level. This is that's a trap. So they run that trap run right here. Montgomery obviously has a pretty big hole. Um, you know, not 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 even necessarily a big hole um, initially, but he has he has some space. So he has a lot of space right here. So. Maybe he could have pressed outside and then back inside right here, but I'm fine with his decision because it, it gets him some yardage. He, he presses inside. The linebacker works inside, and then he cuts back outside where the uh, lineman has leverage on that linebacker who's cutting inside, uh, breaks that tackle, and he works upfield. Um, and again, see at the end of this run, the, the fight that he shows, a lot of guys just go down right here. Look how many more yards he gains right there. Let, let's, let's count them. That's 5, 10, 15. And even if I was being a little bit – okay, now now the running back would go down. Maybe he drags this guy and he goes down right here. But after this, look, one, he I like the fact that he gets both arms in the ball right here as he sees a hit coming. Maybe a normal running back. Maybe Powell goes down right here. You know, but he has a strong leg, that strong contact balance. He stays up, holds the ball two arms. And drives, 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 drives. I, you gotta, you gotta like uh, a run like that. Let's look at it from from the opposite view, um, right here in that trap run. He said cuts outside, then back up inside, and breaks one tackle. And he just he's dragging Amos. Amos is trying to work for the bar right there, but he needs to secure that tackle. So good, uh, good run right there by Montgomery. Let's look at the next one, burst. I don't think he actually has consistent first. There's there might be a player or two where it looks good, but uh, I don't think it's consistent necessarily enough. Yeah, see, this is the these are this is like backyard plays. It's even hard to to explain. You have uh, you have another like inside uh, inside zone duo. I I think they're trying to isolate that that linebacker. They're letting that linebacker play to or, or uh, they're, they're letting that linebacker get to Montgomery they're, they're expecting him to, to to beat him because it looks like they are going to focus the uh the backside guard and the center look like they're going to focus on the, on the backside linebacker because the backside linebacker kind of just stays there they, they just stand on their block of the uh of the interior defensive lineman but Montgomery reads the outside he, obviously there's a guy there pressing hard to the outside he hesitate he uh breaks down he sees number 53, you know, coming downhill now. He plants hard, breaks outside, gets away from 53 right here, and 30. He gets away from two arm tackles, sees 26 outside, breaks inside of him, sees 96 working over top, breaks inside of him, breaks another arm tackle. 44 doesn't play it well, but he gets inside of him. Um, changes angle again from a defensive back right here, and then he he's literally he drags him all the way, almost, you know, he drags him from the – uh, the 13-yard line to the three, two or three-yard line. So 
I'll put that in full speed. I appreciate that more and more in full speed. This is this is a damn this is a damn good run from Montgomery. Some of that change of direction you see right there, and he's breaking arm tackles and just finding a way. Um, this is why you like to see him, you know, maybe as like a punt returner, uh, kick returner, because he just he finds lanes some sometimes. They said, uh, you know, being able to do that and having consistent vision are not necessarily the same at all. Like I said, that's more reactionary type stuff. Um, solid route right here. He checks inside. Everybody's blocked. He releases versus the uh, the linebacker and breaks down right here. Cuts hard inside. Eyes flash back, and he's open right here. Uh, Rogers could have hit him right here, and he probably would have got a decent amount of yak right here uh, against against Floyd. But he almost gives him like a rocker, like fake fake break off this. Even though it's like more of like a stop step, like a stop and break, but uh. Good route here. He gets his, gets his hips out of that pretty quickly. So, I like that play. So, we're about halfway through Montgomery. All right. Yep, we are exactly halfway through the Montgomery review. Let's see here. Another – let's call it tight zone from the gun. gun. Gun sets are definitely harder to read exactly if it's tight zone, where it's, like I said, like – Tight zone, inside zone, uh, mid zone, outside zone. You don't really want. There's not a lot of outside zones from the gun, uh, at least that I see. So, but then again, then again, I watch the Jets a lot. But then again, I watch the, the freaking Steelers and the Packers and a bunch of different teams this year. So, it's not necessarily true. Every team that the Ravens play, the Raiders. So, this where I said he 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 sometimes he's too patient. He lacks the early cuts. You see right here, he's just working. There's a lot. There's blockers on. There's hats on hats right here. Press up field. Don't keep cutting outside right here. It's just – it's not smart. Um, this defensive lineman has outside leverage on number 63, and he's close to you. Why Why does he keep working so flat outside? He, early, uh, you know, the cutback is way too late. So right here, if he sees this, cut back. You have 55 bar working outside, and then you have these two guys you have to worry about who are engaged with, with, uh, with blockers. So – I would much, much rather see him right here. Press a little bit, cut up field. If these guys keep coming over top, cut back uh, to the backside. So he has some tunnel vision right here. He, he's, he, he does way too frequently. He's only reading the play side. He doesn't have the, the wide vision to read the entire offensive line. And you can see that right here. Um, and he gets, he, I believe he gets tackled. He might have, did he break a tackle? No. So not, not a good run right there from, from Montgomery. Um, let's see. Uh, this is too bad pass pro. So he's willing to pass pro, but he does not. He does not have the best technique. Um, so right here, I, I, you know, he's he's working opposite. He sees the the over, the the overload blitz coming. Right here, though, he needs to get his hips square. So get your hips square, lower your shoulder into him, and just and it's a safety too. It's not a linebacker. So duck your head into him. Um, you know, get good leverage, but when your hips are outside like this and you're just throwing a shoulder into him, no hands, that's why the, the number 34 is able to work over top of there, which is Smith, I believe, right? Um, no, Smith is 22, correct? Yeah, Smith is 22. 34 is Sendejo. Is that, is that him, Sendejo, whatever? So not the best technique right here. And it gets, you know, pressure in Rodgers' face, and he's almost able to complete it to 81. Um, and another one right here. I started late, I guess, but uh, he's working inside. 
And what he needs to do right here too is again with his hips, he needs to he needs to get in front of him. So he needs to get square. Uh, I know he's running across the formation, so it's a little bit harder. But he needs to, uh, like I said, get more square and try to get more underneath the block. He's not able to get underneath the block, and he he gets he just gets clubbed right here, and uh, Rodgers gets sacked. You know, by Kendricks right here, he dives at his ankles. So he needs to get more in front of him and, and, and cover the ground that he needs to. So. Next play, play number 20. Said so change of direction right here against the Mets going into the Lions game in January 1st of 2017. Another This is so they run a they run a sweep right here. You can actually consider this a, a sweep or a front side like pin and pull. I'm going to call it a sweep. Their front side, the, the pin and pulls and sweeps are, are pretty similar in a lot of ways. Um, but he's working to the outside. He has, a, he has a wide track. He sees in his peripheral vision that number 93 has outside leverage. Plant, he gets nice and nice and low right here, drops his weight, cuts back inside, little little jump cut, breaks tackle, uh, continues to work upfield, and you know he gains five yards when he should have only been gaining you know maybe maybe a loss of yards right here or, or close to it. Um, so nice cut right there. I, I like that. I like that little jump cut from from Montgomery. Um, next play, good press. Read inside. All right. Okay. Save like another inside zone, mid zone, uh, mid zone uh, split right here, and. He's reading this. He's reading. This is his first read right here. You can see his eyes never really go off of that, uh, off of the the wide three technique. And he sees his helmet outside, so he cuts inside. He's going to cut inside. His helmet goes back. Now number ninety two, the the three tech or the the wide three goes back. Uh, his helmet flashes back inside. Montgomery plants goes back outside, um, and then he's able to to bounce the run all the way outside, and he and he picks up a solid uh solid gain right there. So. Solid run from Montgomery. Play 22. Late cut burst up middle. Call it a tight. We're going to call this a tight zone. So, yeah, I. This one's a little bit more difficult to 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 say. Now maybe, eh, there's another corner worker from outside, so maybe not the outside's not the best move right here. But he's a little bit late on this cut. I like to see him. Like I said, he he's a little bit too high in his. You see how he's running high right here. I like to see him a little bit more ready to cut. Maybe you know maybe maybe instead of like see these like big hops in his running style, I like to see a little bit shorter of strides, a little bit uh more ready to cut running with his shoulder pads over his knees um, and his feet, you know, et cetera. But that jump, he hops right here, and it takes a little bit longer to cut because of it. Now, it is a, it is a good cut, but it's, I think it's a little bit too, too late. But um, regardless, he is able to pick up some yards. I don't, that's not, I don't know why I really even recorded that play. I, I, I see what I wrote down for that one. So I'm kind of just running through the motions as I watch these. So, uh, oh, now I have two good – two good uh pass blocks from him so there are examples of him uh 
pass blocking well. So you have two versus three on the edge right here. You have Montgomery who's blocking inside out, which is good. He um, he assists number 68 right here as they run this like this uh, stunt and twist uh, motions up here. As number 50, you know, he, he presses inside, and then you have uh, the outside linebacker who's going to crash inside to hopefully carry number the, the, the right tackle and Montgomery inside, and you have, you have 50 working outside. But Montgomery peels off the inside, sees the guy coming outside, and then gets his hands onto him. So good, good block by Montgomery right there. Uh, good, good pickup. You can watch that one again, and then we'll go through the next one. So plays inside out, um, sees that, that looper. Completion to 18 Cobb. Okay, so at first he just chips, he chips and releases right here. So he he helps uh, the the right tackle. He chips Bennett. You know, releases into the flat. Rogers doesn't see him, and he sees Bennett working back outside. Leads a nice shot into Bennett. Nice even though Rodgers doesn't get rid of the ball, but that's not necessarily on Montgomery. So I have a play. I've labeled it miss cutback. Mid zone, inside zone. And See, this is a, this is this is this is a harder one, but I would like again to for him to see that both of these defenders are working outside right here. Wagner is the guy he has to worry about. This lineman works up to the second level, and he's gonna pu- he's gonna push him. Wagner's uh, momentum is taking him outside, plus the push of the offensive lineman. So if he was running with shorter strides right here, more ready to cut, he would he would plant. Like I said, well, one, his eyes would flash now to the linebacker inside. He would plant here, now cut inside, and then this is open. That's not an easy cut to make. This is a play that Le'Veon Bell makes. This is a play that Powell most likely makes. So um, now maybe Wagner's able to to stop and get an arm on him, but I don't think an arm tackle brings him down right here. So uh, like I said, he, he misses some, some cutbacks. He misses some reads and, and things that he can. Uh, play 25, yak swing route. Again, versus the Seahawks. I'm not sure what the date is. I didn't get it here. But he's in the flat. Oh, yeah. Okay. You like to see him truck guys like Earl Thomas. Uh, you know, the, the higher-touted guys, you like to see your players on your team truck them over. So, he gets he catches the ball on the, on the swing route. Um, he gives a nice little hesitation at 28 right here, uh, at, which freezes the 28 inside. He breaks back outside, gets his hand on his helmet, stiff arms him to the ground, uh, sees, you know, and, and a lot of running backs or a lot of players run out run out of bounds right here. What does Montgomery do? He sees Earl Thomas coming, puts his, lowers his shoulder, spins off him, trucks him, and he picks up another five yards because of it. So uh, nice player right there to truck Earl Thomas right out of bounds right here, spins off of him. Um, and he, like I said, he picks up another couple of yards. And even the second, the second tackle from Griffin, he, he spins out of it. Is able to again, you know, good balance right here as he gets, you know, horse collared. And he's able to plant that arm in the ground and stay up. That's that's nice from, from Montgomery. So play twenty six of thirty four, September seventeenth. This is the next season. 
of uh, Montgomery. I'm not sure if I had any plays of last season, but they hit him on the screen right here. Obviously, you 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 have the uh, you have the uh, center and the right. Uh, you have three you have three offensive line. I'm not going to try to go back and look at which ones the the left guard, the center, and the right guard. Um, working out on the screen, Montgomery. You know he's working outside. Works outside, works outside, cuts back inside, sees everybody reacting back inside, drops his weight, hard cut off that, and he literally makes number 22 run – his teammates run into each other, cuts back outside, and uh, trucks number 23 right here. And 23 gets lower, but Montgomery is just stronger, has stronger legs, trucks him over to run out of bounds. So I'll play that again in full speed. You could, you could appreciate how uh, – I, like I like that stop start right there, right there. bang. It's a hard, that's a hard cut. Presses the inside, cut outside, trucks the guy on the sideline. This is uh, things I did not expect from a receiver converted to running back. You'd think he'd be uh, – I don't know. It's kind of weird how he was ever a uh, receiver. But, uh, you know, then again, he runs a decent route. So, you just like draw. It's like a, it's like a pitch draw right here. Um same kind of footwork and stuff from the offensive lineman on the draw, but it's a little bit different to change up as they, as they pitch it. As he gets the pitch, he sees that number 90 is working inside, and he's not going to be able to cut through that gap. Number 90 is right there. Drops really, really low right here. You, can see, you, can, you can't even really see him. Breaks back inside. He sees number 96 working you know, over top of the block and inside. Again, stops. Jump cuts outside of him. Sees 57 Ray. Uh, working outside, breaks inside of him, and he picks up another couple yards. So he, he gains, he gains, what, uh, two yards on what should be a loss of, of four. So good play by him. See how many, see how hard it is to to bring him down sometimes. Like I said, nice cut, nice cut, nice cut. <laughs> Doesn't he's not the most explosive at his cuts, but he does, he's able to change directions quickly if that makes sense. So uh, play twenty eight. I put again meh vision, which means not good, or just kind of average or below average or whatever you want to call it. So you have looks like a lead draw. You have a lead draw right here. And so this is one of those plays. So you'd want to see he, he's he's reading these linebackers on the second level on the on the second level. And the play side, uh, you know, the um, defensive lineman, right here, you have two guys outside. You have your right guard with outside leverage on, or he's covering his gap. You have 68 with inside leverage of the defensive lineman. The backside A gap is open right here. Now, is it a, is it a tighter window? Yes, but if he had short strides, was running over his legs, he, or, or over his knees, the shoulder pads over his knees, he'd be able to cut through this gap right here. But what does he do? He runs right into three dudes. So, right here, could you make an argument? Yeah, well, Kendricks might have been able to grab him. Look at all the plays we've seen of him breaking arm tackles. If he was to plan hard, burst through this, um, I think it could have been you know a, a bigger gain, uh, a much bigger gain. But it's not, that's not good vision from him right there. Um, and maybe maybe people think I'm being a little bit nitpicky, but that's what separates good running backs from decent running backs, from bad running backs, from terrible running backs, from fantastic running backs. You know, it's all all this, it's all these little things. So, this is all about the open field decision right here. 
So, one, I don't necessarily like how he's breaking down this far away from guys. And you'd think that because 84 has outside leverage on the corner, he would work wide and try to get around and, you know, have a foot race up the sideline. But instead, he tries to plant hard inside and just lower his helmet. So, I would like to see him right here because, listen, at this point, when he goes to do this, at this point, you don't have to necessarily outrace this guy to the sideline. You have to outrace this guy to him, to number 84, because then he has to make the decision. This, this defender has to make the decision to go over top, which then picks up Montgomery more yards, or cut underneath, which potentially gets him a, bigger, a much bigger gain. So I don't like his decision to cut back in, uh, inside on that one. Um, five plays left. I'm going to try to get this up before I go on the Locked On Dolphins podcast. Uh, good block. Let's see what this one is. I'll put, I'll put some blocks of, of these guys in here. So Montgomery, uh, he's obviously scanning the defense. There's obviously more of a threat to his, to his left side. He reads the left side. See that those guys are getting picked up. There's no extra guys coming. He sees number 69 with, that, uh, with the swipe, swipe, chop, club arm over, and works across the field, lowers his shoulder, and uh, – like I said, maybe I seem to get, try to get a little bit more in front of this, but he does. He is able to, to truck him over and, and buy Rodgers some time to, uh, or not Rodgers, sorry, uh, Hundley to throw the ball to uh, Jordy Nelson, who's open there on the sideline. So good block right there from from him. Even though I like to see him get a little bit more in front of the gap, Montgomery Juke. Let's see what this one is. Pistol formation. This now you have a front side you have a front side pen and pull right here. I said it's like the opposite rules. So you have down block. Close a front side pen and pull. So he's working outside, working outside, working outside. Cuts inside. This is a big gap. That's that's what he's supposed to do. That's that's not difficult right there to, to, to make that decision. He sees number 34 coming hard over the top. Plants hard. Gets gets nice and low. Sinks his hips. Cuts inside of him. Boom. Breaks the arm tackle. Stays up. And I'm assuming he's going to fight through some of these too. Yeah. So he's he's able to make some quick, some uh, good stop start uh, on this on this play. <clears throat> next play, I'll run through the next three. Montgomery stiff arm. So another zone <clears throat> at a gun called inside zone. Doesn't really matter that much. He gets outside. There's a big gap outside. So good job getting outside, even though, like I said, it's pretty obvious. Um, you have number 54 here. He's ducking his head into him. Doesn't really close that ground. He doesn't give him the. He doesn't afford himself the opportunity to to defeat that stiff arm. It lets him close a little bit more ground before trying to wrap up. Um, Montgomery stiff arms the crap out of him right to the ground. And then um, what else does he do? Oh, another stiff arm. So this then another you have another defensive back who goes low, drops his helmet before he closes enough ground. Montgomery stiff arms him into the ground, which the other one. Kendricks, he literally stiff arms him right to the ground. Like he actually plants him to the ground. The other guy kind of just assists him to the ground as he's already diving to the ground. Uh, jumps out of that tackle. So he stiff arms and breaks an arm tackle. Uh, another arm tackle, he runs out of bounds. You don't really see him do, but um, it's a nice uh, decision to cut outside. Stiff arm, stiff arm, 
And a nice gain of about six yards for Montgomery. Second to last, third and 14. Cut block, is that what I put? Oh, block leak. Okay, so. Okay, so he chips number 93 right here. He, stay, he stays in. He's, he has like a late release, so he's going to stay in, and he checks and blocks. Um, oh, I remember this play being pretty good, too. Okay, so he gets the ball in the, in the flat. Breaks down to these two guys working, you know, outside. Cuts inside. Takes a super flat angle. Sees another guy working over top. You know, uh, continues his flat angle. Continues his flat angle. He, he's working all along the – he works along the 15-yard line for like 20 yards of running right here just to get to the outside and pick up a few extra yards. So, uh, good effort right there. Um, and relatively, you know, good vision. So, last play. Montgomery missed cutback. Oh, this is actually a play with him the Ravens. So, I was watching some 2018. Uh, yeah, so, even though he does pick up, which uh, what ends up being, let's see, three, four yards right here. This is one of those plays. So they're, they're running a mid-zone from pistol. This is where, like, okay, because – and this is where the advantage of having a, a mobile quarterback help because even though it's just a it, – you know, uh, you have the – you have the handoff, just because he's, he's mobile, number 91 right here cannot crash down hard because if he keeps this and rolls out, whatever it may be, naked bootleg, this guy wants to be here to pressure him or even just to, you know, to tackle him if it is a designed run. And because he doesn't have – great vision on the backside of plays where he would, even if he wants to go to the front side or the front side has a better read, you want to see him check back backside for just a split second. If he checks backside, he sees number 50, 59 working over top. He sees 78 with, uh, with uh, that backside leverage. He sees number, number 91 planting. So what we do right here is plant, boom, cut up field. Number 91 is not going to get to him. He's, there's no there's no way in this situation right here where if he plants, cut up field that 91 is getting to him, and then it could be a potentially bigger run. So, like I said, that's a little bit nitpicky on um, that one because he does gain, you know, four, five, six yards, whatever I said, but he just does not have great cutback vision um, for me. But, like I said, I don't think he's going to be used a lot in that way with, with the Jets. Um, I'm interested to see, do they carry four running backs? Do they carry Cannon because of – Special teams, you know, special teams, I think he's a little bit overrated. I think he made a few good plays, but that's really it. You know, a few flashy plays, but I don't think he's a great special teamer, at least not yet. Um, do they keep McGuire? Because McGuire, I think, is a little bit underrated, I think, because he runs behind a terrible offensive line. He doesn't get good yak, and people don't see him break big runs. So they underrate what he can actually do. I think he's a decent, you know, third or fourth running back. So I would like to keep him. But do they not keep one of those guys? I'm not really too sure, you know, what the Jets do. But, um <clears throat> That's it for today. I think it was about an hour and 15 minutes, hour and a half actual recording. I could be two hours. I have no idea what it actually was, um, but I appreciate everybody for listening. I'll be back in a couple of days. I think what today is um, Wednesday. Maybe I'll be back on Monday with a mailbag, maybe Sunday. Um, I'm going to probably say Monday. So uh, you can email me, Blue at Joe, TOJ, for, for questions you want to get on. If you are listening this deep into the podcast or you heard me in the beginning, you can comment on YouTube with questions that you want to be in the mailbag. I'm going to tweet at least a few times on Twitter, JoeRB31, for indicating mailbag questions. I will get to any single question. 
Um, I don't care if it's about not about the Jets, who are your top five receivers in the NFL, who are your top five running backs, who are your top five linebackers, what's your favorite condiment? Like, I don't ask me anything. I'm looking to have some fun with these. Uh, we do a lot of film. We get to a lot of nitty-gritty where even if it's the most die-hard fan, I'm sure like, okay, good. It's, it, you know, hopefully I'm not saying good, it's over. But, you know, at, at times it can get a little bit stale because we're just film, 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 which it, it takes a lot of dedication to want to watch so much film. Let's break it up. Let's answer some stupid questions about condiments and beer and whatever top five receivers i like doing that stuff ask me questions about the jets obviously as well it's the questions i feel the most comfortable with um and i'll be back monday with that like i said thank you everybody for listening patreon's always there uh on my twitter and below the um below the the youtube video uh leave reviews it means a lot go to the podcast app steal your wife's phone if you have to toj film room uh leave that review and i'll be back in a few days see you guys